Welcome to another live stream of the Hard Rock Show. I'm Andrew. I'm Dave, and I'm hoping to not fall off my chair tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping so too. I'm Conrad. And I'm Jeff. Hey, how you doing? And I am hoping Dave falls off his chair. I'm looking forward to a single <laughs> sequel. <laughs> For the record, yeah. folks. Um, all right. As you can see, we're all here. We're gonna, we've got a lot to get through tonight. We are going to change the order of things up a bit uh, a bit tonight, which we'll explain in a second. But we're going to go through, obviously, our new, our next round of our concept album, King of the Rift theme, which is Savage and Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band from the Beatles. is going up against the streets, a rock opera from Sabotage. Uh, we're going to chat about some new tunes from Palace of the King and Fight the Sun. We're going to discuss the tote and that madness is going on over there um and basically we're going to pick our producers this week for our big four super group as well so there's a lot to get through as always we'll see how we go we've got the audience comments coming in there so give us your thoughts say hi in the comments as we go through these things whether you're watching on uh facebook youtube uh twitch or twitter Things we're streaming to this week <laughs> um what else i think i don't know what's going on um if there'll be reference tracks, so links in the description of this one, so go and check them out. They'll be shared in the comments as we go through live as well. Um, you can also check out the description to find all of our details, so make sure you like, follow, subscribe, especially hit the like button or leave a comment. That helps us get into the, you know, everyone's algorithm feeds and all that kind of nonsense. And, uh, yeah, if you do the same thing, check out our fantastic sponsors. A big thank you, as always, to Squid Ink, Scrimping, Alt, Colt, and Rockstar Finance. Their details, as always, are in the description box too, so give them a like or a follow. That'd be greatly, greatly appreciated. Um... It's, it's okay. It's funny here because guys, good to see you again, buddy. He's gone. Hi, Rockers. Is it just me, or is this show start later and later? We're actually getting earlier. <laughs> Recently, it's been like nine o'clock, and now it's getting slowly back toward the eight thirty sort of session. So we are working our way back toward eight thirty slowly. Um, but Nicole is here saying hello again. Good to see you again, as always. Hey, Nicole. Rowan's got the horns up. Andrew's here saying good day or evening. All good to see you as well. So with Sally. Good to see you on Facebook. Uh, same with Chris saying, fellas. Now, Chris, we are going to get you in here a bit later on as well. So we're looking forward to doing that. Uh, Tara saying hi as well. So there we go. And Guy has confirmed, is it just me? Yes, it is just me. So we've actually been working way backwards, slowly but surely, trying to get back into the swing of things. Um, we're like after the road getting on stage. It's sometime between <laughs> 30 and 9. Not two hours late. No, we're not two hours late. Um, but it's it's funny we we've changed things up and, and started to get a little more productive of late, haven't we, Dave? So we've actually get managed to get a bit more. Done in the weeks, we so have we've, gotten a lot done in the last couple of weeks, actually. Yeah, so that'll all come out very very soon. Um, <laughs> guy is saying the suspense. I'm hoping you can see us, guy. Uh, Darren's here saying, "Hey, everyone, good to see you as well." Alrighty, so I did say we're going to change things up. We're going to do the rounds quickly here, though. First, so Dave, how's your week going? Yeah, I'm good. It's been an unusual week for me. My daughter is off on grade six school camp. So we dropped her off early Monday morning and I haven't seen her since, except for some photos that the school has posted. So she's having mm. a great time. But I miss her. There's about 20 hours left and then I can see her. I'm going to pick her yeah. up tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a different energy in the house about it. But um, yeah, she's having a great time and that's the important thing. But last Friday, she did start watching Cobra Kai. So she's seen three episodes of the first season and she's loving it. So very proud of her. She's going to be a little mini-me, I can tell. But she's very much a young person, which is good. If but, you couldn't already tell, I could tell ages ago she's going to be a mini-you. <laughs> she's got her own battle jacket, man. <laughs> of course she's going to be. She likes any from Stranger Things. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's been a 
been an odd week at, uh, all over the place, but work's been nuts. Listening to music, I'm behind the wrestling, which sucks, but I gotta catch up. But apart from that, I'm good. Yeah, been um, facing the music, <laughs> falling off my chair and everything, but it's all good. <laughs> I have another video queued up about that, the aftermath, which is coming tomorrow. Ju- Julian's comment was, and just like that, your in depth and emotional review about Nightwish is all but forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately true, Dave. <laughs> Always as your last highlight. God knows it's going to happen tonight. It was a very good interview. It was a very, very good review too. It was. Oh, it was actually really poignant. And then you went and found the chair. If you knew the amount of space that's here, I am so lucky I didn't knock myself out. No, it's a very oh, small yeah. room you've got. You are lucky you didn't hurt yourself in that. In seen that room, it ain't big. So I don't no. know how you didn't. But considering how big a whole bunch of wrestling DVDs collapse on top yeah. of me. Yeah. That would have been perfect. Just you that fall was... down and the shelf comes across, and we don't know what the hell's going on. Oh, the call Julian. Yeah. Things everywhere. It's just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be Julian telling you on rescue. You. So. <laughs> now that would be like, don't fuck you, I'll leave you there all night. <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach you. Yeah. yeah. So, how are you, Connor? Uh, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm just preparing for my trip uh, away. Uh, so I've come up to Sydney for the week uh, for the weekend. As I said, I'm off to see Ripper Owens this evening mm-hmm. and uh, the Iron Maidens on Saturday night. So I'm, I'm visiting Sydney for the weekend, staying in a mate's place, uh, of which is where I'm broadcasting from his his uh, apartment room uh, right now, his, his little bedroom. So uh, your parents yeah. took them out of the house, didn't you? Sorry. <laughs> My parents kicked me out. out. No more they fucking pizza. Now after last week's stream, <laughs> out of last week's stream after after Dave's bright idea of get sneak into your mother's room and grab the charger. <laughs> yes, brilliant idea. Oh wow! And, and you get thrown out. <laughs> That's why I'm staying with my friend. Wrong charger, Connor. <laughs> So uh, yeah, wow. I'm uh, I'm having having a, a good time. Just getting a little stressful organising everything. I've still got to get mm. accommodation sorted in London, but other than that, all good. And what about you, uh, Jack? Oh, geez, um, you know I just sorry, that's Andrew's job. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it works. The same old, same old. It, it works. Um, but no, I just been you know, speaking of works. That's all I've just been doing. Work, work, mm. work. I work. I get up. I go back to work. And repeat. So my highlight of the week is here. As I've said many times, Thursdays has been my new go-to day. (laughs) And um, yeah, does that mean what I think it means? TikTok about to drop? The the bing. (laughs) Yeah. My bing, yeah. Your bing, yeah. 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 It's it's saying game Owens calling. Game over. Game, game over, electricity game in over. fucking Sydney or what? What the fuck, man? You do. <laughs> no, uh, I have a charger oh. issue. I have a charger issue, let's just say. So if it drops know. out... My phone I know it's good for your birthday. I'll have it sorted by next week, all right? I'm going to send you a charger for your birthday. Yeah. We're all professional on the show, Conrad. Sorry? We're all professional on the show. Yeah, that I can see that. Let's see that. Well... Yeah. All right. Did I'll you not to, notice that last week? Just how professional we are. 
I'll have to whip that whip that hamster a bit harder to get it to <laughs> around that wheel. Oh, he's oiled. He's oiled though. You can't hear it. It's very well oiled. Yeah. <laughs> shit, man. That's we've sunk to new lows. Let's, let's not bring up oil again because of ravishing rack rude last week. Okay, we don't. No, we don't oil in the conversation. Ravishing Dave will start thinking about Tim Curry and stockings again, and then it's all Ooh, over. So, and then he falls over. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He just, then he falls yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> the pair have never been the same since. I don't know if it's going to last. Yeah, you were, you were trying to do it up the other day. So I know. Fucking screw came out. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, I'll get to doing my bit and piece in the usual thing in a second. But we are going to quickly leap ahead to doing the the battle here quickly before Conrad's uh, computer dies and before it's got to run off to see uh, the mighty uh, Tim Ripper Owens in just a few minutes. So. Obviously, in the in the comments, in the description, as always, there are reference tracks for this one too. But we are going to launch here into our King of the Rift concert album battle for this week. It is the second round. It is the Beatles, Sarge Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band versus Sabotage Streets, a rock opera, because Conrad is the one that's on the time issue. Let's go to Conrad first. And just in case, I do have a video back up, just queued up just in case things go pear-shaped. But Conrad, have the floor. Uh, fantastic. Um, yeah, look, uh, like last week, this is this is really difficult to, to do because it's like apples and oranges, both these records. Uh, same with, with last week's as well, being uh, the Who's Tommy and, and Nightwish's uh, Imaginarium. Certainly the same here with Sgt. Pepper's and, and Sabotage's Streets of Rock Opera. Um, the question is, is one, I wouldn't say one's better than the other. It's just mm. different to one another. And, and But then again, for the purposes of this uh, battle, we, we, we're going to call it a battle or we're going to, you know, uh, yeah. we have to call it that, but but we have to choose one. Yeah. Uh, out of the two of them, I'm going to go with Peppers, um, Sergeant Peppers. I just think it flowed flowed a bit better. Uh, the song song sent it to flow. It was an easier to digest. It was, it was mm. a much easier listening and digesting, li- digestive listen. Um <laughs> And the songwriting's phenomenal, and it's fifty years old now, and it mm. and it sounds pretty, still sounds good after fifty years. It's mm. pretty impressive. So, for an album to have that cultural impact fifty years later is pretty impressive. And I believe it's the first concept album in rock culture history. So, yeah. yep. and it has its so that therefore its significance can't be overstated. It's impressive, definitely. Um, I did did love um, in saying that I, I did really thoroughly enjoy sabotages. Oh, oh. has it happened? Has it happened? We heard the ding of death. I think we heard oh. the ding of death. The ding of death. Well, <laughs> I think I think it's fair to say we know which way he was going. Yes, yeah. we do know which way he was going in the That's end. There, one so. Yep. <laughs> Just for just for reference, in the in the backup video that I had queued up ready to go, he went on to say that he um he thoroughly enjoyed both releases. Actually, um, I don't know. Did you watch the video, Dave? Because you organised it to be sent through to me. So I checked the length at four minutes. Okay. I, yep. Yep. <laughs> wow. So, so Dave's priority was checking the length. I don't know what that says about you, but okay. Um, so... Yeah, comrade's length is four minutes. Um. But yeah, no, he he did really thoroughly enjoy both albums, and it wasn't the case of you know is which one better than the other one. It's more a case of which one you're going to gravitate to more when it comes to what you want to listen to. He thought the actual narrative in in Streets was better. He just enjoyed the overall music composition and the flow that was presented in Sarge Peppers and was more historically relevant as well. So he thought the uh, the impact historically couldn't be overlooked, and so he went with 
um, Sarge Peppers in the end as well. There are a lot of comments coming through. We'll get to the comments in the section. We're just going to quickly sort of rattle this part off here and then we'll start going back into the regular swing of things. But I'm glad we got Conrad to at least get his thoughts in there um, before shit went so, pear-shaped. Um, we could just move on with the show in normal order now because, you know, technically we got his vote. We know where he was going. All right, we can if you want. I'm, I'm good with I, that. Hey, I'm, I don't care. I'm just saying it was an <laughs> idea. Because uh, obviously... Well, yeah, I think, uh, you know, had, had his his one, his not going to see Ripper Owens, I'm jealous. And yeah. two, his his camera had not, you know, because he doesn't have electricity well, where he is. Um, well, yeah, maybe, one. maybe. Hang well, on a second. We might coming have back. Yes, we have. Oh, I'm on the phone. Well I'm done. Doing this by phone. I'm doing there this by a phone. Now. That's awesome. Okay, I, I've managed to operate the phone to do this. Okay, sorry. Where was I? Uh, I Sergeant Peppers. Yes, brilliant. Straight. I loved uh, loved uh, Sabotage's uh, Streets of Rock Opera as well. It was um, a, a very Broadway sound. It had a Broadway New York vibe to it. And funnily enough, after listening to it, I went and researched it to find out the story, you know, read into the story of it, and it was set in New York. Um, and I thought that when I was listening to it, I said, this sounds sounds like it might be set in New York. And it was. Yeah. Um, what I do find about these concept albums, and, and it, they're all about tragedy, man. They're all about death and tragedy. It's like, can we listen to a, a concept album that, that isn't a story about no. tragedy? I'm they're all, sure. they're all sure really know. grim. They're all really grim, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, except Sergeant Peppers. That, that wasn't so grim. That was a bit more of an uplifting experience. Mm. Um, so my reasoning for leaning to Peppers as opposed to Sabotage, both, as I said, very different apples and oranges. Uh, sabotage musically. I'm a more of a metal, rock metal guy, so musically I'd lean towards that. But as far as the, the, the song structure and the flow and the, and the digestiveness of it, I'm leaning towards Peppers, so therefore it wins it. Um, but I did thoroughly enjoy Sabotage as well. Um, mm. it, was, it, was, it was good, and the story was very interesting that i can just see so many bands that happening mm. i could see that 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 story mm. could very well happen to mm. quite a lot of bands out there um and musicians in bands i could definitely see that 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 kind of thing would ha could happen very very much so um so it, yeah it was pretty grim but um but nevertheless it was it was, it was an enjoyable experience for sure indeed so um but peppers is going to go through um uh, so to those metal fans out there, I hope you're not all going to scream at the at me and <laughs> abuse the screen. Uh, but you know, abuse the fuck out of me and start screaming and throwing things at the screen. But um, Sergeant Pepper's going to win this one for me. I'm afraid to say. Um, yeah, on on grounds of its uh, just the cultural significance of it, um, being that it it stands the test of time and, and the way it's it sounds 50 years yeah. later. 55. 55 years later and, and you know i mean to think that i could connect that i could enjoy it and it's not my generation it's my parents generation you know that it's their their generation that that it came out in and i still found it enjoyable um so yeah it, it that's why i think it gets it i don't think people are going to be talking about streets a rock opera you know, in the same way in another 20 years as that album is 30 years old. 
and I was quite yeah. shocked to learn that it was 30 years old, actually, because it still sounds pretty good, you know, uh, 30 years later. It came out in 91, and so I was impressed to, to discover that. Um, it sounds solid, and I love that guitar tone. That guitar yeah. tone, he's got, it, was, it was great. It's got a great tone, yeah. and you know that straight Absolutely. away. Whenever you hear that tone, you know it's Sabotage straight away. Yeah. You know, there's, it's unmistakable, that tone. It's great. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I'm going to vote on Peppers for this one. Sorry, I'm just laughing at my dog because I went to get him from the okay. fence line and now he's sort of got his head out of the door again to sort of just sort of shoot and he's trying to sort of worm his way through and he's sort of just stuck, stuck halfway. He'll get out fine, but it's just funny watching this great big fucking 80-kilo dog try to fucking worm his way out of a door. <laughs> you doing, you idiot? <laughs> so, yeah, he's an idiot. Um, but, no, that was good. I'm, I'm glad we got you back there. Yeah. Conrad for that. Yeah. Um, um, sorry it died. Quickly. Sorry it died. It won't happen again. I promise. I'll make sure. <laughs> I'll have a charge. Yes. <laughs> Just before you do, I'll buy a new hamster. Buy a new hamster. Get two. <laughs> Just don't, just don't get them from Wish because you don't know what you're going to get if that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we're, we're going to be picking producers later on uh, for the uh, for the for the battle of the bands kind of thing. So for the uh, for the builder band. Thing. so which um which producer out of the big four of you know the thrash band albums which producer would you go with if you had a choice oh this is a no-brainer for me um and i wish you'd come back and do more of their records and that is max norman i would love to see max norman come on board for uh, more megadeth records nice um fantastic producer absolutely he, he got the best he i think he was he really got the best out of that he really pulled pushed him really pushed mm, yeah. that back and i think he what he did was pretty phenomenal i know that when they recorded countdown he was getting the the uh the plectrum mm. on the bass string and the and the kick pedal hitting the kick drum he was getting them in getting them to, to play in sync it was that it was that precise yeah. So, I mean, that, that level of attention to detail, I think, is incredible. And and his input also with the, you know, I think he just was brilliant for that band. And I'd love yeah. to see him come back on board. So he... He started as an he engineer. Got, he was an engineer. Yeah. He, uh, he got on board with, I mean, he did Aussie. Yeah. Uh, he did some other... I don't know if he's still... I hope he's still working. I hope he's still... I, He's, I don't think stuff. he is. I don't think he is. I think he's retired now. But uh, I think I've watched. Uh, yeah, look, he started out. Uh, he was an engineer um, for uh, Blizzard on Blizzard of Oz. That was his mm, first yeah. thing. And then um, he Ozzy fired the producer and said, "You're in." <laughs> he just was like, <laughs> "Okay," and he had to do it. And look how brilliant yeah. that album came out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. he was uh, Mike Clink. I think Mike Clink at the time was working. Yeah. They had Mike Clink involved with Rust in Peace. Yeah. And Mike Clink had to go off and do Appetite. No, no, he didn't have to do Appetite. I think maybe some user illusions. Or I don't know. Mike Clink got in, had to go off and do the Guns N' Roses thing. So oh. Max Norman was, was pulled in to do Rust in Peace mm. and, you know, did did some good stuff on, on Rust in Peace. And then had, you know, for him to come on and, and do uh, – you know, Countdown, and then did Euthanasia afterwards. And those albums just sound fucking great. They sound mm. so rich and strong. So, yes, Max Norman, un, un, undeniable, without a shadow of a doubt, no question about it. Nice. Yes. Well done. Yeah. Cool. There we go. 
Um, right. Before we let you go, let's go through some comments just to just to catch up on things here. So Michael has jumped in and saying good evening. All good to see you again as always. Thanks for jumping in, Vinny. Our good friend Vinny has gone evening legends. Looking forward to another action-packed stream on the whiskey. Dave shall not sip alone. I'm gonna sit alone, which is good. I'm, I'm kind of kind of sorry. I'm getting off with whiskey. I'm kind, of, I'm, I'm kind of sorry I'm going off to, to see Ripper Owens because I'd like to hang around and see the, the other show that's going to happen this evening. You know? <laughs> the funny thing is that, that Vinny's on whiskey and Dave's on wine and Dave's regularly on the wine. I'm like, I'm, I'd love to see Dave do a stream on the whiskey. That'd just be entertaining. <laughs> if someone wants to buy me whiskey, fucking yeah, I'll do it. I'll send you some Crown Royal, Dave. <clears throat> there we go. There you go. I will. All right. Crown Royal Black go. is the shit. Um, Michael's here saying, hey, all good to see you. Vinny's asking, what's the special on the menu tonight, Thor? So there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Not cooking tonight. No no, no Gordon Ramsay tonight. No Gordon Ramsay. It's more like Julia Child, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Chris says, good to see you. I said said I before. Sorry, I'm I'm back and forth. Uh, It's great influencing the youth to our devil's music. My eight-year-old grandson religiously requests Hall of the Mountain King. We're we're both in the car. That is awesome. Well done. Uh, Aaron awesome. says, yeah. you spoke about Nightwish. That was last week. Uh, yeah, Vinny says, to be honest, Thor, we all just wanted to say hi to your mum. It was never about the charger. So, <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, wow. I believe, um, I believe someone wanted to see my parents going at it as well. Oh, yeah. 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 It's interesting. Hey. If all uh, people are doing it, it makes me happy. It means I got something to shoot for when I'm older. Don't call my parents. Don't you be calling my parents old. Oh, he's also calling my parents old. Hey, Conrad. Um, <laughs> you never know where we're going with this. This is always. Uh, uh, mate, this, we're only early as well, so this could go anywhere yeah. tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guy says, will there be a Metallica Monopoly stream? I'll have the top hat. Thank you very much. That'd be interesting, but I don't think anyone can watch it play Monopoly. We, we need four boards, um, like the on- honesty system, and yeah, that could work. It won't work, Dave. You know it won't work. Like, someone will fucking, yeah, fucking fall over not. and knock it all off the table and go, where the fuck were we again? And it'll be over. Like, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> And it'll be you, just for the record. Oh, um, is Gerald <laughs> replaced by Napster? Because they fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one, actually. Um, Nicole says, jealous of Connor saying Iron Maidens. Yes, very much. Uh, we we think we all are, uh, no, no, not, made, not Maiden, my dear, just the Maidens. The, the, the women, women, yeah. Which yeah, is much more, much more visually appealing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to see those aces high. Oh, God, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. We're off. Uh, guy says, I'm sure Jeff will sport a little Monopoly bell. So there we go. Oh, fuck. There's I forgot the bell thing. I, I was, know, I was wondering about it just then, but oh, well. Fuck but on to this one. Oh. Just to get some get some love here, Michael agrees with you, Sarge Peppers, as well there for that battle for you, Conrad. Uh, Gears yes, here is so. the one saying, hello, all Viking warriors. Uh, good to see you as well. But Vinny retorted, mum has the remote. Um, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Arlo, Arlo, Conrad, you've gone Marcel Marceau. Time to go to Ripper. So there we go. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Well, give, that's my marching orders to my mate saying to me, get get your shit together, mate. We're head <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've got you for another couple of minutes. So Gear also says, right. hello, all Viking Warriors. Viking Queen have started to talk to the label Frontiers. Nice. So we hope the nice. label uh, to sign. I was listening to them again this week. I, I do like them. Cool. Really good. Nice. 
have to keep remembering to go back to that one. Nice, nice, yeah, nice. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> I was trying to say not apples and oranges, salt and peppers. So just to... <laughs> mm. <laughs> here we go. Okay. The audience are in. Uh, Rowan says, first, Sarge Pepper isn't a concept album by the modern definition, more of a conceptual album, but there are another two albums I hadn't heard of. I heard... Uh, even if many of the Beatles choruses were familiar. So there we go. There are, There is a, an idea. There is definitely a point there. It's just this is what the audience voted in, so we're just going to run with that. Uh, Darren says, both great albums, not my favourite albums from either, but Streets Rock Opera with the beast that is Chris Oliver. May he rest in peace. Yes, that is. Yes, 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 yes. One of my favourites. Yeah. <laughs> Arlo's asked, what happened to the other hamster? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rowan says they're both easy to listen to. Didn't hate either. Pepper sounds quite old to my ears, which made it difficult for me to get into. Okay, cool. Good point there. Uh, guys choosing Fleming Rasmussen. Yes, good choice there. And Max Norman, good one, has red hair, which is tying into this all nicely. Rowan says Streets was immediately catchy, though I wonder if thematically I would have preferred Hall and Mountain King. I'd be more likely to listen to this album again. So Streets for me. Uh, cool. Carlos says, Thor's mum is the bomb. <laughs> uh, Chris <laughs> says, I'll be the banker and invent more money out of thin air and you'll all lose. So there we go. Um, Please do. Please do. Yeah. yeah. Jail like Napster gang, gang rape. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Where are we going? No, I don't know where we're going. And uh, Chris says, I don't know, Janik uh, dances around like more of a girl than any female in the maiden. So there. Got a point. Yep. And Nicole says, Phew, I feel better, not more appealing for me. So there we go with Nicole retorting about the uh, the Iron Maidens versus Iron Maiden. Um, all right, Arlo's jumped in saying, Great show, guys. Enjoy the rest of it. Ripper time for us. It is indeed. So thanks for jumping in, Arlo, and thanks to Conrad for for jumping in there. We'll, we'll let you jump out, buddy, and uh, go and enjoy the show tonight. And we'll see you next week. Have a good one, bud. Yeah, Let sorry, guys. I do, I do apologize. I am sorry. Uh, next week. Next week. No worries. And bye to all your viewers. Cheers for tuning in. Thank you. No worries. We'll see you soon, mate. Take it easy. Enjoy Thank the show. Cool. All righty. So I'll uh, remove this one, that one there from there. Cool. All right. So uh, what do we got here? So, <laughs> guys in houses will be houses, Jack built and garages for hotels. So there we go. Yep. <laughs> um, and then Nicole says, enjoy Conrad. So yes, you'll see that one later on. Michael asks, anyone going to watch Perth Metal Band Voyager compete in Eurovision, Eurovision tomorrow morning? I'll be getting up early to do them on. I will try to. Definitely try to. Depends how late we get out of here tonight. Um, but yeah, I'll be definitely yeah. trying to get up. What time does that start, Michael? I don't know what time it starts. So let me know what time it starts and I'll see if I can get up and... Well, VTR, it may be recorded or something if you can't be up. Oh, it'll be on YouTube in a minute flat anyway. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's Eurovision, so it'll be, it'll be fine. Um, all right. So we know that Conrad is going with... Um, Beatles for this one so we'll get to we'll actually go back and revert to things <clears throat> and um we'll go back to the normal order of things and then we'll work our way down to it and then we'll get um our good friend our good guest tonight chris coming in a bit later on for this one as well uh michael is showing me saying 5 a.m but here it may not be around they may be on around 6 a.m um but it's not 100 percent. okay cool well we'll try and Dig in a bit deeper there. Uh, guys, says Alistair Crowley's on the cover of Pepper. Very wicked, and it's a grave. Nice. I haven't really looked. I know there's a lot of Easter eggs in the artwork, yeah. but I haven't paid a lot of attention to it. 
All right, so we'll go back to the start <laughs> quickly here. Um, for my just catch up on what I've been doing, not a lot, just working and packing and, and editing and all the usual shit that I get up to. That's basically everything it is to worry about for me this week. Um, just paying attention to what's been happening at the top, which we'll get into that discussion in a little bit as well. That's been the most sort of newsworthy thing coming across my world. Otherwise, just been working, editing, and packing. That's about it this week so very very straightforward but everything's good everyone's happy healthy well dogs are running around and causing fights by the fence line not not, not actually but you know what i mean um and just sort of yeah everything's good can't complain did he, so did he get through the door did he get through the yeah door? he got out he got out he's not he's not still stuck there if he was still stuck there if he wanted to that door would not hold him like it he he would just walk straight through the fucking thing he, he's, he's a bit big for that one he, he'd just knock it off its braille and that'd be it um all right, let's talk about a couple of new tunes here for a second. Um, let's go with Dave's choice first. So there's a link, as always, in the description, and now one in the comments too. This is the latest from Melbourne Band Palace of the King. It's called Friends in Low Places. It's the title track from the um, upcoming album. I'm not sure when that's due for release yet. I don't know if Dave's got more info than I do. But, Dave, this is your choice. So what made you pick this one? It's Palace of the King. Enough said. Yeah. These guys are always good. Now, one, one day... They'll probably release a song where I'm just like, yeah, it's all right. But that's never happened. Every song they release is like, holy shit, this is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an upbeat rocker, killer riff, niceness of the slide. It gives that old bluesy feel to it, but it's also very rocking. Earworm chorus, you can't not get that stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. And it's very handy to have friends in your low place. Cheers. <laughs> there's a cool, cool lead breaks after the choruses, which is nice song structure. There's always room for solos, never mm-hmm. enough solos. Yeah. The drum beat just gives it that toe-tapping feel. This would be awesome live, but then Palace mm. of the King are always awesome live. But, yeah, they, I'm, they had a song out a couple of weeks ago. It's another one, but, fuck, looking forward to this new album. They're always good. Mm. Have you managed to give this one a listen, Jeff, at all, or is this new yeah. to you? No, no, yeah? no, I, I listened to it, yeah. What do you I think of it? it? I really, really enjoyed it, actually. I thought it was Ooh. really good. My first thought was Friends in Low Places. This ain't no Garth Brooks fucking cover. This is rocking, man. This is great. <laughs> so I really like that. I like Garth Brooks, but this was I great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Because, actually, when I saw the title Friends in Low Places, I thought, this is a Garth Brooks cover. That's fucking weird. And I put it on and went, you know, I'm, I'm not disappointed. I would have liked to see that, but I'm yeah. not disappointed. This is a really cool version. So I like this song. It's really good. And um, it it left me wanting to hear more from them, so that's a good Ooh. thing. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. They got a lot of good stuff that band. So yeah, if you like this, yeah, one, I have heard a little bit of them before. I need yeah. to I need to really get into them. Yeah, check some more stuff. Cool. Well, there'll be a new album coming soon. Like I said, I'm not exactly sure when, but I'll keep digging on that one, and, and hopefully we'll get an answer on that. But um, this one has some real energy and grit to it. Out of the most recent tracks, this is probably the most attacking. This has an yeah. almost sort of punk energy to it, which is cool. It does. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, still plenty of melody, but there's some bite in this one too, particularly in the lyrics. Uh, but the riff, the grunt in the song was cool. It's not complicated. It's very direct, which is probably why I get the sort of punk sort of feel to it. But like Dave said, I reckon I made a note. I reckon it'd be a heap of fun life. I reckon that'd be an absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic song to see live. Um, there's also some nice little productions in production tricks in this. Like there's a little flyover moment of the jet flying over kind of thing, which is a really cool little touch on that one as well. It fit the song actually nicely. Um, and the change up before the end, they, they change things up. It doesn't, ju- it's got this pretty direct attack all the way through, but then just, just before the end, it just changes gears and 
it's a nice little way to, to sort of wrap up the song. Um, this, along with all the other tracks they've released and we talked about, uh, makes me look forward to this upcoming album. Like, fuck, I'm, I'm pumped. Like, that diversity mm. on display, they're always really expansive and diverse, but just I like what they're doing. And this could be a really, really cool and, and easy-to-get-into album as well, which would be really just cool to hear them take that on. Um, yeah, but I think we're in for a hell of, a hell of an album coming up, so bring it on yeah. as far as I'm concerned. I'm looking forward to it. So that was a really good find. Um, nice. I didn't know that one had dropped, Dave. So, yeah, you, you put me on that one nicely cool. so thank you for that very thank, very much thank you yep enjoyable all righty uh from there we'll move on to the next one which is my choice this week which is fight the sun with their latest track good boy it's a few weeks old now as we talk about it whereas you know uh, palace of the king is like a few days old this one's a few weeks old um but fight the sun are a band we've been covering for a while we had them play at one of our whole lot of love events a while back as well um but it's funny how these two songs sort of go hand in hand a little bit. There's an energy kind yeah. of or a gritty approach. Yeah. Like they work well yeah. together. Um, it, it's a it's a gritty, gritty little track, lots of rumble in it. I love the open space, though, in this in particular for the bass and the vocals to really sort of shine out, shine on. And, and these guys do the um, the darker side of, you know, heavy rock really, really well. It's got good melody. It's got a neat little hook in it as well, which is pretty cool. And the mid-tempo, oh, so the mid-song tempo shift was just with the softer vocal was a, a nice touch on this one too. There's a little synth element in this one as well. Um, this one has a different mixing, like the vocal sort of gets put under a little bit, which is, you know, not a bad little thing on this one. Just sort of stands out for all the right reasons because they're doing something a bit different. It just sort of grabs your attention. You go, okay, got to pay a bit more attention to this song. They packed a lot into the bit over three minutes that it goes for. Um it's another great track from these guys. I, I love this band. I think they do nothing wrong at all. And this apparently concludes a little series of songs that they've been releasing. So if you like this, go and check out the rest. But they, they've got a new chapter starting soon. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening because, yeah, this band just keep releasing good songs. It's like Days at the Palace of the King. You wait for them to release a song that goes, oh, okay, that's okay. But they never do. They always release a, a cracker, which is impressive to me. Let's throw to Jeff next. You've heard this one as well, I take it? Yep. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. In fact, I there was there's a guitar part in this song. This is groove thing that I was just yeah. like instantly fell in love with, and I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna learn to play that. That was awesome. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. So nice. yeah, great song. Um, it just had me going. It, it, there was an energy to it that I really mm. liked, and just a really nice groove that I think um, a lot of music sometimes lacks that something that catchiness that sort of sticks in your head like an earworm, you know. Yeah. And this and yeah. this has that, you know. So yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed that. Like I said, I will learn that guitar part because I loved it. Nice. <laughs> the tone was awesome, and I loved the Yeah, I liked it. Cool. So, very cool. How'd you go, Dave? Yeah, great song. Uh, as Jeff said, following on from that, um, you know, a lot of bands rock. Not many bands have that role. Yeah. The rock on the roll, and this has definitely mm-hmm. got that. This song is fucking smoking. It's just filled with energy. Perfect for a sunny day today. We had a nice day and had this going mm. in my car when I was having lunch. Drums are fucking pounding. That's cool. And I like how during the verses, you've got the vocals and the drums, and then the guitar comes in halfway through the verse. I thought that was a mm. nice um, little little tool during the first one. Um, yeah. Nice instrumental section in the middle. Not exactly a solo, but it's kind of an instrumental section with some vocalizations going over. Mm. I thought that was a... Yeah. Nice change of mood. The song goes for like four minutes and they do a lot within that and then you've got the return to the main energy. Um cool hook in the chorus. And yeah, as you as Andrew said, you know, this band always delivers. You know, Bite the Sun releasing a song every few months or so and it's always mm. good. Always good. But yeah, definitely check the song out. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> so I got a couple of good ones there. I don't know if Jeff, did you have one that you were bringing to the table that I haven't heard this week or <laughs> 
No, I, no one of these days I'll surprise you with something. But I, I, you know, I, I, I listen to what you guys put up, and and mm-hmm. my outside of that, um, you know, if I do listen to something, it's something that I've listened to a thousand times. Yeah. So no, I, I listen to a lot of music, but yeah. it's usually something that I know, right? Because mm. I have those warm, soft spots that I love yeah. to revisit mentally, and yeah. um, you know, like I'm listening to Blizzard of Oz or Dire of Mad yeah. Men, or mm. you know. Metallica or something, you know, and Justice or who knows. I'm I'm listening yeah. to something over and over and over again. That's my biggest thing is what when you know you guys were showing me in, you know bands that I've never heard of. It's like fuck yeah, this is starting to open up my eyes a little bit mm. to what's out there, and I'm starting to realize that I need to listen to and open up and listen to more variety and different bands and stuff because otherwise I just keep eating the same fucking food every day and you know you get you get bored of that shit right you gotta you gotta do something you mix it up so it's all right yeah. we'll learn you we'll yeah, you guys are doing a good job for that so I appreciate it thank you uh it's all good well Dave goes and gets yourself some more drinks people so get ready for the fun to follow after all this let's get to some more comments um, some say Paul is dead. Back to the cover of Peppers there for a second. That's a rumor that's been kicking around for a while. And uh, it seems like the guy playing Paul is a bloke called Billy Shears. Well, that's an interesting... Yeah, there is a lot of... It's funny, you deep dive into the, the yeah. conspiracy side of the Beatles and it's like there's some interesting stuff to dig through if you, if you are so inclined. Um, there is. Even the yeah. logo, the way the Beatles yeah. is spelled out, there's something... I remember reading something that... The way that some of the letters in the flowers are offset, mm. that yeah. there was some sort of hidden meaning in that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just 55 or 56 years of conspiracy shit going yeah. on with that, <laughs> which is cool. That, That's a really cool a lot thing. of time to sort of marinate, hasn't it? It yes, sounds pretty it has. well for itself. It has. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Um but following that guy says the palace thing, you're very cool, a bit sleazy. Okay, cool. And, and Rowan also said at 231, the, all the fat trim from that song, they did very good at that. They, they really did lean that one up. It's actually, for Palace of the King, it's one of the shorter songs, which is quite remarkable. Um, <laughs> David's here. Good to see you, buddy. Hopefully you're keeping well. He's gone friends in low places. Garth Brooks, g'day all, all the best. Um, yeah. But Vinny says, great choice, Dave. Really enjoyable. Uh, Chris says, friends in low places. Metal cover would be awesome. Let's make it happen. Hey, that'd be an interesting idea. It would be cool. It's a that great song. Cool. It should, yeah. That's what I thought I was getting. And then I'm like, okay, this isn't. And But I really enjoyed it for what it was. So I wasn't disappointed. You know. Nice. Cool. No, any bands checked- out there. Yeah. If any yeah. bands out there that play, do, you know, Friends in Low Places, Garth Brooks cover. That would be fucking metal version. That would be fucking yeah. awesome. That would, would be. be. Intro. I haven't heard the songs. So I, I have to go and check. Oh, you've that. never. Oh, what? Oh, my God. Oh, oh come on. Because I spend my time listening to Garth Brooks. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. But that's, of all his songs, that's just like probably his most iconic song. No, I, he, I probably the, would know it if I've heard, if I heard it, but I can't. It's a great recall. song. Yeah. It's a great song. It's just about a guy that him and his wife have split and he just shows up at her i don't know if it's her engagement or whatever and basically he just toasts the bride and the groom and basically there's some veiled threats going on there nah. and it's really a cool okay. yeah it's cool very cool all right I'll, I'll have to check it out i'll have to check it out um just to just to educate myself on that one but yeah not something i, yeah. I normally gravitate toward but i'll definitely well, there you go see you guys have educated me now oh, and now it's you. Away. Yeah, that's it, and that's what it's all about. So I'll go and check that out for you, okay? All right. Um, 
<laughs> Daniel is here saying, uh, check out the Hong Kong sleepover. Okay, will do, definitely. Uh, maybe put a link in the comments that I can scroll through later on. But, yeah, thanks for jumping in and saying hi. Good to see you. Um, yeah, definitely. Whatever new music, put it in the comments. I'm, I'm happy to check it out. I'll, I'll scroll through later on after we're done here. Joel is here saying, hi, Jen. Sorry I'm break again, but for 30 minutes watching all cheers. Um, <laughs> the Aldi, Dave. So, yes, that is cool. Thank you for joining us, Joel. I know it's usually on your break for you, but hopefully you get to enjoy some of this stuff here tonight. Um, <laughs> Michael's gone, Dave, got off his chair. Phew. Thought his better half might have strapped him down. You know it would be funny if he fell while strapped into the chair? I'd like to see him try and get up. The only downside is I can't pan his camera from here. That'd be the awesome. That'd be the best thing that I could, that'd be, you know, well, if I you know just... you, I was going to say, you know what you do is like, you know, just do like a, a montage of Dave getting up from his chair and then having that one, <laughs> like 30 seconds of just Dave getting up and leaving and then boom, you know. The one falling over. That's not a yeah, bad idea. Yeah. A pain in the ass yeah. to edit, but not a bad yeah, idea. It would be. It would be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. Benjamin's joined us saying, hey, Ozzy, how's it hey, been buddy. going, uh, hanging on that land? It's pretty good. I've uh, been raining over here in Kiwi, Kiwi land a fucking month now. Non-stop bullshit and soggy bollocks for all. Only the frogs are pleased. Just don't fall down again like you did last time. That'd be um, good. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Dave timed that coming into the conversation perfectly. Um, Chris says, maybe ain't going down till the sun comes up. Metal cover as a B-side. That's another know. Garth Brooks song. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Guys going, Dave, forever. Last week, mate. Last week, yep. Dave lost Watch his... last week's episode. You can't yeah, just... watch last week's show. It's fucking Two hilarious. hours, 30 minutes, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's even got it time stamped. <laughs> Well, you did that little montage anyway, so it's on I there. There's there a, yeah, there's a there's short. short video. Yeah, so it's on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and yeah, Everywhere. Facebook, and TikTok yeah. as well, actually. So, yeah, you can check it out on, on any of those platforms, Guy, and uh, and have a look at that. Dave fell over. It was <laughs> rather funny. Um, here we go. Chris goes, Garth Brooks is my guilty pleasure as far yeah. as country goes. Hey, that's too. cool. We did, we did have... Um, this whole thing not long ago about, you know, not guilty pleasures, innocent pleasures, because whatever yeah. makes you enjoy it, then yeah. that's a good thing. Uh, Chris, yeah. Chris followed up with, where the fuck did Dave go? Is he out squishing the grapes? <laughs> Make my own fresh. Yeah. Uh, I grab something as well that I forgot. Squishing grapes? Show us your feet, Dave. Show us your feet. Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm I've seen yeah. this movie before. I know. Yeah. Speaking of, imagine this: a, a GoPro on Dave would be cool. Imagine the GoPro on Dave's head when he fell oh, over. Wow! Fucking <laughs> hell! See the ceiling and the floor, ceiling yeah. again. <laughs> and the wall somewhere yeah. in there. All right, um, Daniel's going. You can check out their stuff on YouTube. The uh, the Hong Kong, what was it again? The Hong Kong sleepover. So okay, we'll have a look at that for okay. sure. And Lee says we are officially on Dave Watch, which that's every week, isn't it? So, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Here we like go. It. Nicole's gone. Get Tommy Johansson into a, onto a cover of Garth Brooks. Wow. Wow, man. We've really opened up that. Isn't we it? have. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We're going. Johnny we're Cash going. Hey? Johnny? Johnny Cash is better than Garth Brooks. Johnny Cash is dead. So. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. I, I mean. Makes it hard. They're both awesome. They're both legends, right? In, the, in, yeah. their, in their field. Uh, I, I think. Both have merits. I, I I won't say anything bad about Johnny Cash. Um, he certainly paved the road for a lot of uh, even well, you wouldn't get rock music. Without, you, I don't no, think you yeah. get Brooks without. That's right. You wouldn't. Yeah. Have, so yeah. Um, Welcome to the Hard Country Show. <laughs> well, you know, 
<laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> oh, God, this is going to be interesting. Um, anyway, <laughs> I don't know where we're going next. Um, wow, okay. Uh, what do we got? We got um, Jeez, more points. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Benjamin says, been getting into Warren Zyder's Zach Bryan and Tyler Childers recently. Even been seeing that shit in American accent and everything. Wow, there we go. We're getting into the country vibe for everyone here. My daughter will be proud. Um, um, Michael asks, is there going to be a limited edition case of Hard Rock Show wine endorsed by <laughs> Dave? <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting for Chairman Dave. Was that Chairman, Chairman Dave? Dave? I think it's meant to be Chairman yeah. Dave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, that's a pun in there, Chairman Dave. There's, there's a little pun in yeah. there, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, the Chairman Dave Aldi Wine Limited Pressing. Okay. I don't know yeah, what the fucking They should sponsor me. <laughs> What's so that? Promote their product. Mm, they yeah. should. They should. The, you know, on the side of all, wine. it'll make you get off your stuff because drink responsibly. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> Michael says I'm keen to hear the new warning song more out at midnight tonight. Oh, cool! New track. Uh, the live versions I've heard so far sound amazing. Probably the best song to date. It's the first song they have co-written with two other people. Anyone else outside of the three sisters in the band? That's cool. They're Michael. interesting band. The warning. Yeah. 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 Last album last year was really good. Error. Go and check that out. Yeah. Worth your time. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, Chris says, okay, Folsom Prison Blues metal cover. Let's make it an EP. Okay. We're getting into the, the <laughs> metal country crossover territory big time. Wow. At this point. Um, <laughs> to which part, with, with all this country talk, I feel like I want to sleep with my sister and I don't even have one. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Means it's okay then, yeah. Oh, wow. And here we go. Jolie's gone. Jeff, you sound so much better this week. Glad you're well. I love country. Cheers. So there we go. There's some love for Thank Jeff. Thank you. I, uh, yeah, I felt like absolute hammered dog shit last week, but I yes. did it. I got you got through. through. And you're better this week, which is... I am the... I'm much better, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do a gig plug. In the comments, in the description box, as always, there is a gig plug here. It is for the Warbirds um, Collider launch. So I'm going to quickly open this up. So it's Warbirds. It's Saturday the 20th of May at 8 o'clock at the Tote, which is, you know, funny coming up in a second. Uh, but, yeah, Collider uh, is a launch with the Revel Revelation and Snub. So... Uh, we got the machine that is Warbirds is kicking back into gear to launch their latest single, Collider. It's a rip-snorting banger. They'll be joined by Hard Rocking Hellions, The Revelation, and the badass crew that is Snub with a special guest to be announced in what will be an absolute event. Make sure you get your tickets pre-sale, and we will see you there uh, for sure. I'm going to quickly look up. Tickets are like 17.35 online pre-sale. So, and Warbirds, if you've never seen Warbirds live before, my God, you're in for a treat. They are one of the best bands going around. Um, I couldn't rate Warbirds high enough on a live mm -hmm. set. Like, I love their music, recorded stuff, but live, it's just something else, the way they play. And I think uh, Danny from Blaze is currently on Bass Studios as well, which makes yeah. it even more of an interesting little uh, element there to bring into it because... Danny also sings, so the yeah. the addition of extra harmony work could be really cool with what we're, what we're in working. moments apart years ago, weren't they? So mm -hmm. been band yep. so yep. they work well together. And the video yes. for the song's coming out tomorrow as well. It is, yes, which I'm very keen on that as well. So yeah, if you like I, I may have seen it. You may have seen it. Okay. I may have seen it. It's fucking good. It's really good. <laughs> You sneaky boy, didn't even tell me. Um, no, it's, it's 
really cool. Um, these guys do great stuff. All their releases are fantastic, so make sure you get around them. And uh, if even if you don't go to the gig, just check out the video that drops tomorrow just to give the guys some love as well. I'm pretty sure we'll be playing it on TV soon. And I'm pretty sure at this rate it'll be Dave's pick of the week next week if nothing else comes to mind. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so there we go. So there's our gig plug for the week. Make sure you get around it. That is Warbirds at the Tote on uh, Saturday the 20th of May, uh, which will be a cracking show with the Revelation and Stub and an unannounced as yet special guest. So get around it, folks. Um, <laughs> Benjamin's gone. I have a friend from Alabama. So there we go. <laughs> uh, just going to the country stuff here. Chris has asked Jeff, who was the first person hit dog shit with a hammer to come up with that phrase? <laughs> so... uh, Chris Christopherson. Yeah. <laughs> Another country reference, yeah. He did so in, um, he said he felt like hair was shit, and that was in Blade when he was the Blade's. Uh, do you remember the movie Blade with Wes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The vampire yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember. He said, uh, I feel like Hammer Dog shit, and it just stuck in wow. my head and never forgot it. Okay, yeah, he's a country guy, country singer. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. come full circle. Yeah. <laughs> this is going well. Movies. The only one I can remember is Dolly Parton on stage singing with Sylvester Stallone. No, it's mm. Rhinestone Cowboy, or is it? Yeah. 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 Right, years ago, it's never left my mind. It's fucking horrifying. Mm. <laughs> well, speaking of, Lee's jumped in saying, Save My Country Tendencies for Dolly Parton's upcoming Rockstars covers album. Heaps of yeah. listings, including Rock I Alpha can't wait for that. That's, That's actually really cool. It's like 20 songs, and there's lots of yeah. well known people on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody wants to play with her. Um, well, fucking okay. Yes. <laughs> Musically, <laughs> Dave, you leave it straight in. I hope Julia watches that bit in particular. Um, so he's heard me talk about Dolly before. Yeah, pardon or the sheep? Um, because now I'm really concerned. <laughs> Dolly the sheep, <laughs> yeah, the, the clone. No sheep. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh well. Anyway, we're, we're off the rails. There's, there's a there's a, a Canadian uh, duo, right, called McLean and McLean. Uh, they're a musical uh, musical group, and uh, they do like comedy and stuff like that. They're, mm. they're they're both dead now, I think. But they did a song many <laughs> years ago called Dolly Parton's Tits. It's a classic. Song. <laughs> you want to Google that? Just Google that oh, on YouTube. Wow. Dolly Parton's Tits, McLean and McLean. You'll love it. Oh Sorry, hey, I'll be honest, I've Googled Dolly Parton's tits a few times and McLean and McLean yeah. never come <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah. Oh well. Oh boy. This is we're we're this... barely started, folks. We're gonna be here for a while yet. Yeah. Um what do we got here? Uh, Michael says, I consider going to the Warbirds gig, but I've since been approved to photograph a gig at the forum that night. Oh, oh that's cool. Oh, that's a good reason. That's, to, that's a good reason. That's a good reason. Yeah. Um there we go. Vinny says, great news on the tote, by the way. They crushed their goal at the 11th hour. We will get to that in just a moment with our hot topic this week. Man family, good to see you. Hopefully you're keeping well out there. They've gone, uh, been getting into REM a bit lately. Okay, cool. I haven't listened to heaps of them personally. Um, they were one of the first 45 records I brought when I was a young kid. Their song, well, Orange R.E.M. Cup. Orange Crush, stand in the play. Yeah. Yeah, a great yeah. song. Absolutely. Like a seven or eight year old young kid. It's not a real song that you gravitate to, but I fucking thought it was great. So I got the yeah. body bump. But nobody else I knew even knew who this band was. No. Wow. Like even I never really that, got into much of that though. It's just that one song. I always thought that was cool. Losing my religion. I, I always loved yeah. that because I was like, you know, considering oh. myself 
a bit of an atheist. And um, so I like that. I like the, the theme of it. Yeah. yeah. No, we no, just came up with alternative versions and called it Losing My Virginity. We had whole oh, different well, versions. Well, didn't Al, did Al Yankovic, did he not do something of that? I think he might have. Yes, Possibly. he did. I think yeah. was, but he did something it's on that. Yeah. Poker, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, speaking of him, I just watched his movie. Um, I I it's, it. it's, it's odd. Like yeah. it. It's no, very weird. It's it's very it's off odd. the wall. It's very strange. I, I don't know if I can handle Harry Potter as Weird Al. Oh uh, no, he does a good job. That yeah, actually no, the acting is good. You got it. It's it's the way it's edited and and the it's script. It's a really weird. Yeah, it's the script. I'm going to watch the script. Yeah, is I it better than that's what they... from the early eighties? Because that was cool. The what? The the video from UHF, the Weird Al Yankovic movie from the eighties. Oh, I don't remember that. I don't know. I, I only yeah, saw it in bits and pieces. I didn't watch the whole thing, but what I did see of it was just odd. Um, well, he's Dave, gonna, oh, he's it. got it. He's got it. He's going to oh, get the, go. the DVD. Of course. Of course. I remember it. I remember it, but I don't remember no, it being a part of the movie. I mentally no. blocked it. I think I did. It's too dark in here. I don't actually have a light in here, but yeah, there's like bootleg DVDs of copies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't find very well. Dave, but, um, you're on a live stream. Whispering doesn't mean shit, just so you know. Um, so... Don't tell anyone. It's from Torrent Theatre. Oh, my mm. God. Here we go. Um, yeah, you right. collect stuff from the bottom shelves. It's probably on YouTube, but Weirdo Yankovic basically inherits a cable network, and he comes up with oh, all these old right. shows. Yeah. yeah. So you got, like, yeah. Gandhi, like, Rambo, and Conan the yeah. Librarian. And it's got yes. guys like Kramer and the nanny. Yeah. Oh, man. No, it wasn't like that. It was it was sort of a satirical autobiograph- autobiographical film which just went over the top. Mind you, there was that Rambo scene in it, which is just, what the fuck? Um, I, mean, I want to see it. They called it, it weird, and it really felt weird. It was weird. It lived yeah. up to its name. It did. Um, it did. But really <laughs> if you're a fan of the guy, watch it. Yeah. If you, I yeah, watch it. I like the it. thing is that don't watch it with the um, – it's like, Dave, the premise of it all is that it's autobiographical but done from the concept of that he's not a parody artist. He's meant to be an originals artist, and then the big names end up parodying him. Oh, with the song, so that's so in, in the context of things like "Eat It" came before "Beat It" in real world time in the movie. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. It, that's it's, it's it's strange. The execution, like, interesting yeah. concept, but the execution. So, so, like, the relationship uh, with Madonna, of course, was that was funny. Know. Yeah, that, yeah, but that was all <laughs> fictitious. That he never had there yeah. was any no relationship with like that yeah. with Madonna. But hey, it was cool. Uh, Oh, yeah, the Columbia. Um, mm. But anyway, cool, anyway. But have you seen the the interviews that he did, where he did cut up interviews with Eminem and Steven Tyler? You ever see that no, shit? I haven't seen oh, that. because he he doctored an interview of something that was done before and cut himself into it oh, and really? make the other person completely stupid. It's kind of clever, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine that working well. Yeah, you can see yeah, it working. He, well. he, he like plays his version of um, whatever the Eminem song that he parodied. He plays it to Eminem, and Eminem's like, oh, I think it's terrible. And Weird Al's like, well, I can only change the lyrics. The music's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly true. Uh, is it, though? Is it? Because I'm pretty sure we sampled it, so we'll see what happens mm. from there. Anyway, yeah. um, Chris we digress. Gone... Yeah, we do. Uh, Chris has gone, no, Dolly's rock album seems too pedestrian. It's like a shitty Triple M playlist. Dolly's got cred. I'll give her more. more. Uh, she's uh, got cred. Up front yeah. cred. Yep. Yep. 
<laughs> Vinny's gone. He was great as Whistler. This is back to Chris. Yes. I think. Yes. There we so go. There we good. go. Hammer dog shit. That's from the yeah. film. Yep. And uh, Chris Christopherson in Blade. There we go from Benjamin. Michael's gone. Garth, you can keep. But now you're talking quality, Jeff, with uh, Chris Christopherson. So there we go. You're going to love with Christopherson. Go. I, I, absolutely. You know what? We, we haven't even gotten to the next segment yet. I'm almost. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're in for a good Dave's night. Gonna going and... yeah, uh, Dave's going to find another way to follow his chair soon. Uh, Andrew says, the screaming Jets did a great version of Folsom and Prison Blues on the Living in England EP. Ah, good pickup. Good pickup. Yeah. Um, what a great band they are. Yeah. I'm, I'm scared to read this, but Vinny says, in the great words of Dolly Parton, you can't have the rainbow without the rain, and people just think she's a big pair of tits. Um, so. <laughs> I'm I told you. I thought. Well, <laughs> Benjamin's gone. This is getting weird. You have it, no idea. Um, it's, it's, it certainly is. We are we are we are in weird territory. Uh, Nicole says, "I actually have a Chris Christopherson album, which is cool. Nice. I, I um, tell you, he's a legend. He's an absolute. Not only can he play, but he's a great fucking actor. He has been yeah. in some really good films. He's on good What's he been? Yeah. I don't know. No, he's, sure. a good, he's a good. He's a movie nerd. Part of me over. Was he in a Stars Born? I don't know. I'm not trying. I can't remember now. He's been in oh, lots. Don't know, but yeah, a lot of and a lot of music related ones too. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Uh, uh, guys, says, love REM followed by Stand is a flat Earth song. I didn't know. That. I don't know much about um, uh, REM. There we go. Chris Christopherson has acted with Steven Seagal. Oh. That's the quality right there. <laughs> there we go. Classic wow. quality films. Oh, convoy. Bunch of He's fucking done... trucks driving, following each other. Convoy, yes. That was convoy. awesome. Convoy, that was bad, yeah. I, I, well, that came out in like, 1980, was Convoy? Was that Convoy? Uh, don't know. Or seven, um, seven, uh, maybe 76 or something. I don't know. I'm just... Alice doesn't live here anymore. What do we got here? Vinny says, I remember trying to print a picture of Dolly's tits on a nine-pin printer back in the early 90s. My hardware kept crashing. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Vinny. Well done. Nice job. Nice job. Uh, Michael says, the Weird Al movie is odd on purpose. Yes, it is. It's just a bit hard to digest for me personally. Yeah, Yeah, Um, same, same. Lee says, coincidentally, Orange Crush was my first and only dalliance with REM. Great tracks. There we go. More love for that track. I haven't liked anything they've done since. Yeah. There you go. On the same page. Chris says, Video was a shitty Australian TV show on the ABC hosted by Ian Gaha. Fuck. I forgot about that too. Wow. That was, yeah, that was, yeah, not that great. Um, (laughs) Nicole and Dave was whispering secret squirrel stuff, Dave. Uh, That ain't happening. Then I think that film Dave is talking about is called UHF. Yeah, mm. there's two different titles. The overseas one was UHF, and then we uh, had the video okay. UHF. Yeah. Right. Good cool. movie. Michael says, yeah, the film is meant to be a true autobiographical No, it wasn't meant to be a true autobiographical film. We figured that out pretty quickly when it gets to the... Uh... <laughs> if you haven't figured it out by the Colombian part, then, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so, <laughs> Charlie says, I'm still watching. Cheers. Got to go. Oh, good to see you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, we'll see you again next time, hopefully. Um Guy says, yeah, and I'm crazy, and you're sitting upside down next to me right now. Come on. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Michael says, there is a YouTube show, Hiking with Kevin, which is Kevin Na- and which is Kevin Nealon, a Saturday Night Live interview with celebs. One episode is with Al. Okay. That'd be interesting. 
Um, Chris says, Christopherson doing Mother with Roger Waters and Shannon O'Connor on lead vocals. Incredible. I have not checked that out. That would no, be... No, I, I don't think either. Yeah. Okay. That would be good. Here we go. Guys, so smoking the band it is for me. 10-4. Uh, 10-4, good buddy. Yep. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Convoy, 78. Chris is concerned. 78. There we go. Yeah. Um, and back to that hiking show. The show Simpsons, man. around Hollywood Hills and interviews his guests at the same time. That is a wild concept. Not bad, though. Imagine getting a really winded fucking interviewee, though. <laughs> Trying to ask someone questions I can't get their fucking breath in. <laughs> um, anyway... <laughs> Um, he's gone. Steven Seagal, the stream has left the atmosphere. Yeah, we're out there now. Uh, but Michael says, to be honest, felt the same about being hard to digest. Not sure I'll go back straight away to watch the weird Al film anytime soon. It is an odd one, like it's 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 good for what it is. It wasn't meant to be, you know, oh my goodness, but it was just, yeah, odd. no, it is, yeah, here's one Spaceballs. Who doesn't love Spaceballs? Oh, <laughs> man, family, yeah. Spaceballs is an epic the, one. The Schwartz is strong with this one. This yes. one, yeah. I see your Schwartz <laughs> is as big as mine. Damn, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Reader. What kind? I um, great. Mel Brooks <laughs> legend classic. Yeah, yeah, I know. That, was love it. that was funny. That was well done. Rick Moranis, I fucking, I think he owns that one. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. He like, does. Yeah. It's a shame he, he stopped acting, but fuck, he was great in that one. He's, he's, going to a, he's going to Comb a movie. Beach. Comb the beach. Comb the beach. Honey, <laughs> I shrunk the kids part 12. What, what the fuck yeah. is he going to oh. do? But they couldn't get Rick Moranis for the new Ghostbusters, but they got him out of retirement to do a new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I think uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is more his legacy. Ghostbusters is more someone else's legacy. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to cool. drag someone out for your own legacy versus someone else's, I can see why that might yeah. work. But I don't know. All right, let's get on to a hot topic this week. Hot topic is the tote. Um, 90 those, minutes in, we're getting to the hot topic. I know, right? We're, we're <laughs> fucking cooking. Um, but, yeah, no, the the and Dave, if you're wondering what the fuck we talk about for three hours, well, here we go. Um, <laughs> a hard movie show. Yeah, anything yeah. This is why it, Man, we just go wherever it goes. That's why the live streams launch. Bang, we cover everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the hot topic is the tote. Now, in the context of things, just so everyone knows, the tote was up for sale. We covered that campaign that was trying to raise money as you know, promoted by the Last Chance Rock and Roll Bar. For a few weeks, we actually gave that a, a plug every week. And and finally, last weekend, they hit the mark. Like, And actually went a bit over. They were targeting $3 million. They got just under $3.1 million. And... With about six hours to go, they hit the mark. I oh, know it was about midday actually on Saturday, wasn't it? From memory, Saturday. Yeah, about that. About midday. Yeah, that was right. Yeah, about midday Saturday, they hit the mark, and you know, there's video of the the live tally going up and the people at Last Chance celebrating, and it was all a huge moment. Everyone's extremely impressed because it was community raised three million dollars to save the tote. Basically, that was what cool it was. Because the people that own the Last Chance were able to stump up about three and a half. The asking price was between six and six and a half. Which was, you know, cool. That was what the goal was. So once the once the crowdfunding campaign hit three million, everyone was like, okay, cool, we've got this. Um, the campaign was still going, and then the tote released a statement saying, "Well done to everyone involved, but there's still a bit more to go. The price is actually six point six five million, rah, 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 and then basically poured a big fucking big old wet blanket on this thing. Mm-hmm. Which, if you've seen the commentary online, everyone, and I mean everyone, has ripped into the current owners of the tote, and for my opinion, deservedly so. Uh, Dave, yeah. let's start with you. This whole thing became farcical in the end. Yeah, you know, first of all, well done, Shane and Leanne at the Last Chance Rock and Roll Bar. Mm-hmm. And everyone that contributed and shared and yeah. pledged. Yep. 
Yeah, $3 million is a fucking amazing target to reach. I did not think it was going to happen, and they managed to do it. And leading up to the deadline, like 48 hours before, they actually were over, well over the $2 million mark. And I thought, fuck, they're actually going to do it. And it gave some, some, you know, something for people to get behind, especially, you Mm. know, attendance of live shows is dropping. The whole thing is just so many people got behind this pledge to save the tote, an iconic Melbourne venue. And they did it. And then, well, everyone's just like, fuck yeah, we did it. This spanner got thrown in the works, and everyone's just, everyone's kind of died. Well, I died inside, just like, fuck, nothing is ever simple, is it? It just no, really isn't. No. Yeah. Especially, you know, this day and age, $3 million is really a lot of fucking money, and everyone that yeah. pledged, times, times are tough. So people actually believed in this shit. And yeah. then the goalposts got moved, and the post that went up from the tote, you know, that was pretty well written. And it wasn't like a spirit of the moment thing. So no, it was prepared in advance. Yeah, they obviously knew. You know, it wouldn't have pissed as many people off if they had been forthcoming and transparent in the days, weeks, months leading up to it. Because mm-hmm. then we kind of know. But um, it's it feels like using what has been achieved as a platform to elevate you to a bigger sale somewhere else, mm. which is a massive kick in the nuts for everyone that believes in live music in Melbourne, in live venues and everything else. And I just think it's really fucking crappy thing to happen in everybody's moment of joy because mm. it was a really cool thing to have happen. And then all of a sudden, ah, oh, shit, there's still further to go. But from yeah. indications is Shane Leanne of Last Chance Rock and Roll Bar seem pretty confident that they will secure the sale and they're still going for it so you know it's one thing and you know they raised three million dollars the sale price was believed to be six million now it's 6.65 yeah they raised three million dollars on their own it's one thing to purchase the bar then they have to run it and pay staff maintain it so that's a hell of a big commitment they're pulling off but they won't do it so that's fucking awesome so I really, really hope that it goes through and that they yeah. get it. And it just it would make me really personally mm. happy for them to secure the tote, regardless of how we got kicked in the nuts. Yeah. yeah. it's It was funny because it, watching a lot of people when, when the goal was getting closer and closer, Dave, you'll be able to verify this, that as it was going getting there was like oh shit they're actually going to do it we were chatting and the whole the the crew were chatting behind the scenes and then i made the comment of well the money's raised just have to accept the offer do you know yeah yeah yeah. and i was like that was my i was terrified that something like that would happen at the at the 11th hour just that i you could like that's why i said today it was like they have to accept the offer for it to actually go and be official and that was my concern and it got raised um but yeah, Jeff. Anyway, over to you before I, I go on a bit of a tear. No, look, it's it was a great thing, and then a shitty thing, obviously. And it's like you know, ripping the, the rug out from everyone is mm-hmm. sort of like uh, crappy. But look, they did, as far as I'm concerned, raising that money that was damn near fucking impossible, and yeah. they did it. They did something yeah. amazing. So look, I have no doubt that they'll get the other what five hundred, six hundred thousand. Not even that. that. No, like so, like, yeah. yeah, so whatever whatever it was, they'll get it. There's no question. But to have, you know, somebody come along and sort of go, well, 
you know, I think I changed my mind. Uh, it's a little bit more. Mm. Um, that's shitty. That's shitty. But, you know, it's like, yeah. What, I mean, what can you say? Dave pretty much said it. You said it. Everything mm. is, I can't really add much to it other than, you know, fuck you. And hopefully everything keeps going and do it. It's great. Yeah. My first, I mean, when you think about it um, in the grand scheme of things, when, when you really dig down, because <clears throat> it was within, you know, what, an hour of the, of the post going up, I could, I could research it and, and dig it up. But as it stands today, before we went live, that was still the last post on the Totes Facebook page as well, that, that yeah. thing. They got such a backlash, they turned off comments on Instagram. Um, the Facebook comments have ripped them to pieces. I mean, I'm talking people that do high, like backline hire, other venue owners have ripped into these guys as well. Like the two people that currently own the tote are not well liked. This is a pair of people. There were three of them, one passed away, unfortunately, um, not to not to rip on the dead, but the other two are still kicking and they own it. And they have been busted not once, but twice, not paying full employee entitlements, including superannuation. We're not talking about idealistically good people in terms of the historical record. Now, what was the point of the post? What What is the game? What is the goal? Like, they have been spruiking this campaign leading up to it. They've been raised, organising and, and promoting, you know, fundraising gigs and things like this. What was the point when the target gets reached of then saying, after doing all this work promoting the campaign and the gigs and all that kind of stuff, to then say, oh, by the way, there still has to be X, Y, Z met. What's the point of that post? It just deflated the entire situation. It took it was an incredible high yeah. for everyone in the community and just fucking stabbed it in the guts. Like, it was a shit thing to do. That's the sort of stuff that should play out behind closed doors. There was no mm-hmm. need for that post to be made to begin with. Um, and like I said, when it comes from the same fuckers that didn't pay their staff and got busted for it, fuck those guys. Like, That's right. genuinely, they, I hope, I, all credit where due to Shane and Leanne and everyone that supported that, that campaign. My goodness, yes. what a fucking effort. Oh. What a fucking effort. Um, there Cheer, is some cheers that again. That's, that yeah, was so like, was great. I agree. Cheers again. Like, the, to, there's something about the tote that is just loved. Um, they had the they had the rally years ago to save it, and now they've done this where the, you know, the crowd has come together and raised $3 million plus, $3.1, just under $3.1 million to... To, to get this thing across the line. And Shane and Leanne have also come out and said that just in case the sale doesn't come through, all the monies will then be refunded and, and nothing will be, you know, yeah. taken from anyone's accounts. Like, it will, money will come out of accounts because that's the way that those processes work. But if the sale doesn't go through, the money will then be refunded. Um, I just think it was the, the shittiest way to dampen a great community moment. And if this doesn't go through... If for whatever reason this all this work has gone in, all this talk, all this news coverage, all this stuff has gone on. Think about this too. Like it's not just us covering it. Like mainstream Channel Seven, Nine, Ten, like other yeah. big media establishments within Australia, the ones that have the monopoly, have actually covered this in a positive framework. If you want to be the two guys that go down as not facilitating this at the very end, at the eleventh hour, good luck. Like your legacy is going to be worse than it already is, and. The yeah. the thing I'm afraid of is that if it dis- doesn't go through, like everyone seems confident, that's fine, and I'm hoping so. I'm more confident than not because I just think that, like I said, the reasons to not make this work now are probably more dangerous than the reasons to make it work for the sake of, what, $100,000 um, in a $6.6 million sale we're talking about here. Yeah. Now, the the 
when they, the people that bought it bought it for like one million, I think, or two million. So they've they've more than tripled their margin on this thing. Now, yes, COVID and all that sort of stuff too. But you know, other owners of other, other venues have come out and said, "Well, you got more COVID support than anyone else, so shut the fuck up." So you know, there are things here going on that people are saying on the record there too. Um, but yeah, if what I'm concerned about in this is if it doesn't go ahead, if, if this falls over for whatever fucking reason, that the the what it will do to the spirit of the community in this city after doing that and pulling this oh, off. Soul well, crushing. It's yeah. soul crushing. And I don't know how well, or I don't think you'd be able to wrap, galvanize a community to support something like that ever again. I just think it's that we're at that point where this is like the last gasp. If this doesn't go ahead, I don't know we'll be yeah. able to get that level of community support for a project like this ever again. I think it won't happen. No. Um, You're spot on. You're spot on. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. You, you, well, I hope you are wrong too. Let me just say right now, uh, for the end of the show, this is my fucking bin. So those cunts go into the fucking bin. I'm just yeah. saying it. So when you get to the bin at the end of the night, it's just you and Dave. I've already done the fucking bin. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. No, it's a good one. Um, I will say all credit to Uncle Geezer for cutting their set short after like one or two songs. That if you want the rest yeah, of the set, cool. it's going to cost you six hundred thousand dollars. So well done. That, that's that's a punk band actually being a punk band, which is fucking well done. And then they went and played the whole set at the last chance rock and roll bar the next day because yeah. someone else in the community had already paid for the whole show and was free to the public. So that's what we're talking about yeah. here. That's the sort of community spirit we need more of, not yeah. less of. So to the two people that currently own the tote, tote, fucking sell up and get the fuck out of town. Mm-hmm. Basically, fuck off and don't let it all hit you on the way out. That's what I've got to say to you. So um, stick the dumpy car for you, fuckheads. Um, Anyway, let's let's see if we got. I'll take to that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so will I. Um, clacker, you cunts, yeah. Fucking drop kicks. Um, what do we got here? Let's go back to the Christopherson stuff for a second here. Michael says Christopherson supported Johnny Cash at, at uh, John Cash at Rod Laver in the nineties was an awesome gig. That would have been pretty fucking special. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, here we go. Michael says, I heard a band cut their set short at the tote the other night and said something along the lines of, that's all you get, then ripped into the tote owners, then said to hear the full set comes here as the last chance rock and roll by. Yeah, I did just cover that at the very end. It was, yeah, Uncle Geezer, which is fucking phenomenal on them. Um, Lisa, still waiting for my 1K to be deducted from my bank account this week. The overtime pay last week has come in handy. Wow, man. That's nice. credit to you. That's Good you. Job, man. Well done, man. That's that's more than I can do. So well done, well done. You're a, Me too. a great man, especially with, you've got a lot going on too. So no, well done. Um, Very well done. Michael says the band that cut the set short was Uncle Geezer. So there we go. Um, Vinny says I pledged, and that post was deflating, but I'm happy to dip it in again as the alternative is losing another great venue, and that's the problem we've got yeah. with that one as well. Um, and Michael says I've just shared an article in the lounge about the band that cut the set short. Nice, thank you for doing that. Ooh. Um, Nicole says, I'm pretty sure it's illegal to raise the price after closing date for sale. It wasn't the closing date for sale. That's the, they, they've, they've been very clever about how they've done this. It was the closing date for the crowdfunding campaign, not the closing date for the sale. So I agree, but they, they skirted that one. They skirted, the, they got away with the legality, but the ethics are fucked. Um, so there we go. And then Vinny says, reckon I'll read that. Thanks, mate. Awesome. And then Chris says, Uncle Gears, a bronze statue of these peeps. Yes, definitely. Yes. Statue of those guys. For that that moment alone, I hope someone got that on video. I think someone did, actually. I want to see that. I want to see that video. I think someone got it on video. But um, 
I think it was shared to their story or something, which means someone's got something somewhere, which would be fucking brilliant. But yeah, feel free to give us your thoughts. I'm going to cut that and we'll obviously use that for different content down the line. But yeah, that'll be, it's a conversation that's not going to go away until this is actually done. So yeah, get the deal done and get the fuck out of town. Um, to those two. Alrighty, we are actually starting to move through things now that we've <laughs> got a bit of a roll on. So now it's time to finish off the the builder band. Not finish off, sorry. We got this week and next week to go. But this week it's the builder band out of the Big Four of Thrash. Everyone that's been watching will know the game here. We've had to choose X amount of members, and we had to have three out of the four bands represented. We're talking about Megadeth, Metallica, Anthrax, and Slayer were the bands we're choosing from. Anyone that was a member of those bands for any length of time was eligible. Uh, didn't matter if they were living dead or if they were in there for a hot minute. Um, or their entire career. They were eligible if they were a member of the band for whatever period of time. Um, we've done a whole lot of stuff here. We've gone through drums, bass, rhythm, lead. Last week we did vocals, and um, Dave last week picked John Bush. I got Joey Belladonna, and because we had the rule that was uh, once someone has been taken, they can't be taken a second time, which meant a lot of the uh, people like Hetfield and Mustang were already taken for the guitar work, Jeff pretty much was left with Tom Araya for vocals. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking which, my own little rain and blood parade. Yes. 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 <laughs> which he wasn't thrilled about at the time. So we have taken on a bit of feedback from Jeff after last week. And so, Jeff, you'll get first pick this week. We are going to make it the – whoever goes oh. last gets oh. the first the week after. Thank you. That was nice. I didn't know that was happening. Yes. Yeah, so nice. well, that, that is happening. And we're going to do that because that will make it a bit more even as we go through. But just to – once we do these ones, we then go through and poll the audience and say, okay, give us your – pick of the bunch and actually the polling was more interesting than i expected to be fair now jeff you actually got some points for this um some, wow. some people actually actively picked tom Mariah. so we gave you 30 points in addition Thank to yours you so, you're up, so you're up to 140 so you did have some people on your side there as well nice but, going, guys thanks yeah uh where it got interesting was how dave picked john bush and i picked joe belladonna and both of those were split on top so we both oh, get fifty wow. points for that one. So we both we both got that we both picked equal top. So um nice. Dave is still in front with two hundred and ten points in total. I'm in second on one hundred and ninety. Um, that's how it works. And this week we are going to be choosing the producer, the producer for this one. Which is next week we'll do artwork. We'll do the artist for the artwork, and then that's a wrap. But then this week we're going to be choosing the producer. So without any further ado, uh, Jeff, it's over to you. Who are you choosing? To produce your supergroup. Well, look, uh, there's just there's, there's choices now. Early on, if you had asked me at the beginning of the show, I would have said Max Norman because I'm a big fan of Max Norman too. Mm. Of course, the Aussie reference and stuff for me. So yeah. I, I've always thought, you know, he's he's fantastic. So that sort of shortens the list a bit, mm. and uh, I thought, well, okay, if I can't have him, who would I go for? Um, and of all the producers that have done all those well, bands... Well, you can have him if you want, because Conrad hasn't been part of the official scoring, so you can well, have Max Norman if you want. I, I could, but I, I thought, you know, my second choice is probably going to be better in the, in the long run anyway. Cool. So um, I think I'm going to go, and I, I might cop some flack from this, but I think I'm going to go with Bob Rock. No, that's I would have gone there too. Yeah, yep. good yep. pick. Yeah, he's look, fucking good at what he does. He, he's certainly good at what he does. Look, yep. not just Metallica. I mean, he's done Rat. He's done Motley yeah. Crue. I mean, the list yeah. goes on. He's done Brian Adams. Well, <laughs> all right, don't hold that against him. But he's done a no, lot of no, other no. stuff. But, but if we're talking <laughs> about production, <laughs> chops, 
Yeah. Most yeah. As, a, as a producer, he's, yeah, he's really good. He knows what he's doing. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so Bob Rock's my, my pick. And sorry, guys, I didn't mean to. I know you, somebody would have grabbed him, but um, maybe going first, I've thrown a spanner in the ring. Come on, see no. vote, guys. <laughs> Everybody. And, and going first, you get to get the pick. So that's what yeah, it's all No, but that, that's cool. Like, I guarantee you, on my short list, he was on there for yeah. sure. And probably it was, was on my short, short list, to be blunt. Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, he he has created one of my all time reference albums. And you can love or hate the Black Album, but Black the Black Album oh. is yeah, phenomenal. I, Absolutely. Well, it yeah. sounds fucking. You you could yeah. argue that there was a Metallica before the Black Album, yeah, and then there was Metallica yeah. after yeah. the Black Album, yeah. and, and you, you, whether you like it or hate it, it was groundbreaking. He, he should never been in the band though. He should no, have been right. no, no, maybe not. But you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah. yeah. All right. I did randomly predetermine the order after this one as well. So Dave actually gets to go second choice. So who are you choosing to produce your supergroup, Dave? Mm. Oh, this is tricky because I was going to go Bob Rock initially. I got Max Norman mm. on my list as well. I think I know who you're going to go with. I think I know well, who you're going to go with. You think his name starts with Fleming? No, I always thought you might go with somebody who has produced one of your favorite artists. His last name is starts with C. No, and, no, no. And if I, you know, if I was to, and this is tempting to go with Fleming, but uh, I'm going to go with Eddie Kramer because he produced Among wow. the Living. Okay. And I, I think Among the Living sounds fucking amazing, and Eddie Kramer was yeah. an amazing producer. And it was weird that the guy who produced Hendrix produced a yeah. fresh metal album with yeah, Among yeah, the Living. Yeah. Yeah, it's a call. I like his work, so I'm going to go with Eddie Kramer. I think his his work on Among the Living is fucking great. That mm-hmm. album's awesome. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Eddie Kramer's oh. a legend. Yeah, yeah. Um, Damn, that's that's a good choice, man. And actually, I, I, that's all a, right. Actually, yeah, that that just wasn't Eddie wasn't on my list. So oh, wow. I've got I've got a list of six that I would have gone with in the end. <laughs> Uh, I was surprised because I, I don't really pay attention to producers, but I went yeah. through albums that I love, that I love the sound of. It was yeah. like, oh, fuck, Eric Kramer produced Among the Living. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Don't know a lot about him from his classic rock stuff. Mm, but so. well, look, I, I've got a little, a, a sort of like, um, kind of a, I, I mean, this is kind of cheesy for me saying this, but I've got a connection to Eddie Kramer. Oh, wow, there cool. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a cousin, okay, um, uh, cousin of mine his name's clifton david broadbridge he's an amazing fucking guitar player yep and uh eddie kramer is his producer wow there you okay. go so yeah so you can look if you want to look up somebody an amazing musician look up clifton david broadbridge he's a canadian guy he um yeah it's just just an amazing guy like as a guitar player, fucking makes mm. me look like a fucking oompa loompa. I don't, I can't even come close. Jeff, <laughs> oompa, I want the orange paint and the green hair. It's your turn to be a fool this week. Do the fucking oompa loompa dance. Yeah, the movie. I should. Yeah. Uh, send me a video on amazing. TikTok. See what happens. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Yeah. There we go. Um, You've left me in a bit of a bind. Yeah, go on. Sorry. No, no, no. I want to hear where you're going to go. Because I've got (laughs) two that are like 
neck and neck on my list after Bob Rock. Like Bob Rock would probably be my first pick, but the next two I've got, I could go either way and be really happy, like insanely happy. So I'm, I'm not. So no, not my clink. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I can't even get a fucking clink right. Nothing's fucking working. So like, uh. um, though, very, very good producer. Not on my, not on my short list. Okay, people I'm not going to pick that were that were on my short list were going to be there's Jay Rustin, Fleming Rasmussen, and uh, Greg Fiedelman as well. There were some really good albums produced by those guys. Dave Jordan. Yeah. Um, but I also picked a couple of other ones here that I don't know which way to go because these two I could be easily happy. I've got Terry Date up there. I um, His collection of work is very good, but I'm actually going to go and pick Andy Sneap. Um, oh, nice pick, man. His body of work is absolutely phenomenal, and I'm getting recency bias as well because don't forget he produced Firepower from the Mighty Judas Priest. Yeah. So yeah. This I guy, thought, body I think you were going to go with that. Yeah. Sorry? Wow. And what a player, too. I was thinking you would player. go with that. We all yeah. fucking love Firepower. That sounds amazing. Yeah, so I can't I'm, think of any of the producers that can fucking produce and play like he can. Like, that yeah. fucking guy's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was I – was, I'm surprised that it was still there at number three for me, to be honest. I'm like, that's how highly I rate him. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go with him because I think that he's like this generation's Bob Rock in a lot of respects. Um, everything he does just sounds fantastic. And he's got an extensive collection of music too. It's not just, you know, this. So he's done a lot of the heavier bands. He's done Slipknot and that before as well, you know, up to Judas Priest. Like he's done heaps. So this guy, what I love about him is that he obviously knows how to challenge the bands in the right ways. Cause every league, every great band he touches, he just gets the best out of them every single time. So I'm going with, I'm going to go with Andy Sneap. So there we have it. So for producers, uh, Jeff got Bob Rock. Dave got Eddie Kramer and I've got Andy Sneap. So we'll do a video post on this one and get people's votes on this. It's going to be really interesting to see which way the audience goes versus us on that one as a, as a wider thing. So we'll go. We need more videos like a year and a half in the life of Metallica mm-hmm. when we saw the behind the scenes yeah. making a black album where Bob Rock's just in Kirk Hammett's face. Oh, you can do better with this fucking solo. You can Where's do better. And we get the Unforgiven solo. I would love to see behind the scenes of Judas Priest making firepower. Yeah. This day and age, why are people recording That's, this shit? And, and it doesn't matter how big or small the band is either. If you've got a phone, you can do it. Yeah. And so, those fucking videos from Metallica, they were huge. It was cool yeah. to see Metallica behind the scenes making an iconic classic album at the time that we didn't know was going to be as big 30 years later. But yep. why, are, why are people not filming this shit and releasing it? Yeah. Part two. I've got part one around here somewhere, but there's part two. Yeah. So I'm packing at the moment. So there. But I remember like renting those from, on VHS and making yeah. illegal copies. I'm going to get fucking pirated. On this show. <laughs> You're going to get a notification in your email, Dave. Do you know how many times I've watched that? Alone, like, going to incriminate me. Yeah. But think of me being obsessed with production. Uh, me being obsessed with production. The amount of times I watched year and a half is yeah. sickening if you knew me back then that was all i would watch especially part one focusing on the studio side oh my goodness i fucking yeah. loved it to bits that is such a phenomenal piece of they should do yeah. people should do and metallica to this day still do like the rehearsal room yeah like who they do but why why are no other bands really doing this shit i don't know i don't know um get ready to the great with um Say Can You Scream, that, that tour documentary, that was cool, but that was mm. tour. I wanted to see studio stuff. Dream Theater do it occasionally. 
I like studio stuff too. It's uh, it, because yeah. it sort of gives you an insight, a, a look at how things are done, right? Whether you know, because you hear it, then you're like, "Geez, I really like to see you know them talk about the songs and see how yeah, they're done." Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. I like doing early demos, just a drunken idea, and then you see how it progresses to the finished product and the different, yeah. how the producer changed it, how the band changed it when they start to like just jam on an idea that one band member had. No, I completely agree. Um, I'll kill shit, people. I don't know why it's not done more often, to be honest. I really don't know. Um, I think it's quite odd that it's not well, done more often than it is. There, there I, was a DVD set. Or, well, I think it was a show originally. It was, was it Inside the Music or something? And they you yeah. can buy those DVDs yeah. now. And, yeah. and, you know, and they've yeah, done some like, amazing cool. Number of the Beast. And they've done Metallica yeah. and Black Sabbath. A lot of in hindsight, though, you got the producer going over it, and it's cool that they break down the tapes, yeah. and you can hear yeah. drums and the bass all put together. But just right. in the studio at the moment, at the moment, I, I yeah. agree, I agree, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a fucking great thing. So hmm. yeah, no, I completely. Yeah, it's a weird thing that I, I would love to see done much, much, much more often. Um, well, it's surprising that it isn't. It it's bizarre because it's like. I, do they think people wouldn't be interested in that shit? I mean, really? Yeah, no. We're all clamoring for it. So why and, and the I thing is that people are. are so content hungry, it writes itself. Like, all you do is just film the whole lot and then clip it into bits and pieces and off you go. So it's like, you're yeah. already in there. You managed to document it. It's, it's, you know, uh, hearing, hearing a shit take or hearing an idea not quite there, that's not going to take away from the final product. No, no, yeah. no. Exactly. The final I, product, I think that adds to it because you can see the evolution. Yeah. If the you work can watch a fucking cooking show and see how yeah, shit exactly. goes, you watch Conrad make a pizza, you could watch this <laughs> shit and enjoy it. You know, If you can watch us and see Dave falling off of chairs, you can yeah. definitely watch that sort of stuff, which is much more intelligent than but, anything we're going to do. Uh, um, we need more of it. Yeah, agree. Amps. Agree, agree, agree. All right, cool. We have Chris jumping into the room. going to go through some comments here quickly, though. Um, what do we got here? So... Chris, Uncle Geezer, Bronson. Yeah, there we go. So Nicole says, "Ah, okay, I have my hubby yakking about football the other, uh, in my other ear. Either way, what a <laughs> cunt act. Uh, these funds, they knew funds were being raised. Bastards. Yes, we all would have yeah. done that. Uh, Chris has gone, which we'll get him back in here. Sure, we'll get him in here. Set him in the waiting room. So, so we'll wave to you in a second. But Bob Rock by a bee stick over Danny Huff. Bob has more great heavy albums to his name, but Danny did cryptic writings, which is hands down Megadeth's best recorded album. So there we go. Thank that you. Yeah. A lot of people shit on that album. I think it's no, not cryptic writing is good. Um, cool. I like it too. Yep. Guy says Bob Rock did the yeah. cult too. Love cult. Yes, that was yeah. there as well. Um, but Chris has gone, Load is my reference album. Black was stunning, but Load was uh, like the black album with actual fuel. Nice point. Nice point. Andy Wallace for Andy Reid. That's his choice then. But Darren's going with Fleming Rasmussen as well. So we're getting some some interesting choices here. Vinny says, care for what you wish for, Dave. Behind the scenes of Judas Priest could capture a lot more than we wanted. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've read help book, man. I've read all kinds of fucked up shit. Oh, wow. Well. Um, oh, well, hey. <laughs> well, this is... This is no, what we need, what we need is the behind the scenes of the Rocky Horror Picture Show just for Dave's enjoyment. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me and Jeff have been talking about doing, like, rock bio yep. reviews. We've gone over yep. a couple of books yep. that we both have. Yeah. Man, you've got to read Helford's book. There's Professor, some really... Professor, whatever, it, yeah. It's a really good read, but there's some okay. really fucked up stories, like, 
like back in the day when Helford used to hook up with people in public toilets so and they they'd do reach arounds in the different stalls. So he'd do him, the other guy would do him, and then usually apparently there's an etiquette of one person leaves, washes their hands, and walks out. So this guy didn't give Helford a few minutes and he walked out and he's wearing a Judas Priest t shirt. And he's like, This guy's just fucking Oh my god. And Helford just winks at this guy and says, see you on the next tour. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Good on him for having the courage to write it because that sort of, yeah, exactly. you know, you know it, it, it's a no holds barred book. You've probably heard story about cool. Helford's boyfriend yeah, bullies yeah, fucking brain down. Two consenting people. adults get up to behind closed doors. Do who the fuck want, cares? Let them yeah, do yeah. what they want. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, Helmut's a fucking legend, and his oh, book yeah, is amazing. Absolutely. Read, yeah. So, yeah, dude, read that I book. Read it, I haven't read it. Okay, we'll do it. Oh, I haven't right. read it, but I will. Yeah, cool. get it. It's a great book. I'll order it right now. Huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, here yeah. we go. Uh, I'm, I'm on with the technology. All right. Chris says a year and a half part one washed over two hundred times since it came out. Yeah, it's an easy one to repeat. Spin. Vinny says yeah. I raised this once in a prior stream. Bands can pick up a more devoted fan base. By revealing the creative stages and putting an album together, yeah. I completely agree with that. Taking your yeah. fans along for the journey is important. Do it. Do it. Um, Michael says, producers, very interesting when you talk Metallic from their formation and the different approach to the Black Album when Bob did what he did. Chalk and cheese, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Vinny says, we could watch Thor sneak into his mother's bedroom to swipe the charger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's behind the scenes of THRS. Here we go. Here's, one here. Here's an image for you, Dave. Uh, from Darren, imagine Halford as Frankenfurter. So just to... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just a sweet painkiller. <laughs> you, you missed the reference, though. Yeah. Cause... That's nice. Well yeah. done. That is cool. All righty. Let's, let's do something a bit different. Let's bring Chris into the stream. Hope you're ready for this. We've barely... We touched base like a, for a couple of... Here we go. We got the horns. Here we go. Here we go. Maybe we'll get you, uh, Hey, fellas. <laughs> How you going, mate? How you doing? Oh, good. How are you guys going? Mommy, I know how you're going because I've been listening to you all night, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. Uh, Can I just get you to try and turn yourself down a little bit there? I don't know. There's a bit of a feedback sort of loop coming through on this. I don't know. I don't know if anyone else can hear it. I can't hear it, yeah. I can't hear it, yeah. Yeah. And is that a bark at the moon picture disc behind you? Signed by Ozzy. You fuck. Oh, oh, man. Get out of here. Oh, man. Did he try to bite your head off? No, but I asked him to. (laughs) Hold on. That should That's work. Hang I, on, don't worry too much. Go. That should be better. That sounds great. That there sounds we go. Great. I fixed you up. Don't worry about it. I did something here in the settings behind the scenes, so Sorry. you're all good. Yeah, that makes it easier for you. How are you going? <laughs> I'm pretty good. <laughs> Not bad for a drunken idea last week, and you figured here we go, so you're here. <laughs> oh, who who would have thunk it? Uh, who would have thunk it? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been watching and interacting with us for a while. Hopefully you're enjoying the silliness of the live streams. And I know that oh, Dave hasn't it. fallen out of his chair yet, it. but <laughs> yeah. no. yeah. Can't tonight. But, um, let's just, just quickly, like you, we'll get to sabotage in a second because there's a few little pointed things I want to quickly touch base with you on, but just generally speaking, a bit of a background, because you play and sing and do a bunch of things. You've got an active band at the moment as well, if I'm correct. And so what's, what's, what is your musical world look like at the moment? 
Um, I mean, I live in the Bega Valley, like, you know, south, south, far south coast of New South Wales. So, yeah. you know, playing a, I, I play bass and sing in a, in a cover band at the moment. Like, you know, it's pretty much the only gigs you can get down in uh, rural New South Wales is playing all uh, pub rock. But, um, which, yeah. you know, I grew up on. So it's, 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 I, I know it all backwards. So, yeah. And yeah, it's like, I mean, I've been sort of playing music for years and just, loving you know live down here on 100 acres and raise animals and do all that type of stuff so it's a bit of a bit of a strange i've got uh got three pigs about to be dispatched at, uh in a couple of weeks time that are going to go in the freezer so you know it's like the uh <laughs> the, the strangest combination <laughs> of like, you know i'm, I'm a Looking farmer who plays, you know the hard thing. rock and bogan rock and yeah. a, you know, a hard rock band you know, that's cool. crazy that's awesome so yeah. Just to do, do your pigs get exported down to Victoria when, nah, when they're meat? Got a mobile butcher, got a mobile butcher that comes out and just like you know, yeah. bang and pops them in his, in his cool room for two weeks. And uh, and then yeah, I, he cuts them up as we tell him to. So you know, it's 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 all nice. it's all you know, they 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 have a great life, they just have one bad day. Who doesn't fucking love bacon? I mean, everybody loves Uh, bacon. Even those vegans love bacon. So, vegans have vegans have their whole in their whole vegan bacon. It's so good. Exactly right. That's That's how good it is. That's right. See, see, everyone's pushing for like free range, but I think if you've got a nice life, the last thing you want is a bullet in your head. Now, if you're living in a cage, you're just like you probably fucking want that bullet in your head. Yeah. Animals are gonna have a miserable death. Whereas if Dave, you're living in a cage, Dave, you're welcome. Considering this whole concept album thing is full of bleak albums, if you ever write a concept album, I'm curious as to where the fuck you're gonna go. Like Man, I don't my know, concept album is gonna be focusing on the life of a caged chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll water ship down. That's some fun. Um, we, need, we need to write. We need to write this album, Dave. Seriously, gonna happen. <laughs> Fuck as, as, as a as a hunter, I have the background knowledge, you know. So I, I know. Oh, I know here we go. Well, so you know, cool. I can give you all the. I'll, I'll go for the emotional context of a chicken being caged in like an egg laying machine, and you know, abusive parents. That's what that's what you need, like the Crimson Idol and shit. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. I have a feeling Dave, most Dave, of those chickens didn't know their parents. Just saying. I have, a, I have a funny feeling Dave's just looking for a reference to choke the chicken to put in there somewhere. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, I'm just thinking we've got to cover battery from Metallica. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, oh, let's man. do a parody. Let's do a Weird Al parody. Oh, that could be fun. That could be factory. Fun. Yeah, battery. Yeah, battery. We need a stroller inspired Kendrick. Yeah. There's references to family and battery, so yeah, you can. There's ways to make that work. Oh yeah. Yeah. And factory is found in me. I'm not sure that works. Quite so well, but you never know. <laughs> we are talking about chickens, so you could have like a whole thing, like a chicken, and say it like fade to black. You know, the whole. <laughs> This is a concept album. We're into a concept album here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's maybe make the fictitious version as opposed to the real version of <laughs> behind the scenes because the idea of executing chickens no 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 it's all gotta be fictitious. Go for an Alice Cooper guillotine style. That's what we <laughs> master of nuggets. 
Oh, that is great! Yeah, master of nuggets. Oh, all right. I'll see you next. Yeah, I'll see you next week. Yeah, no, I think you you <laughs> that one. Like, good luck beating that one. Fuck me, that's going to be one yeah. of the course of the year, right oh. there. Oh wow. On to a bit more serious note, though. Just to just to because the band sabotage, in particular, streets rock opera, has a, a particular significance to you. The parts of this you used in your wedding vows, these uh, reference there as well. So. Fill us in. What is you? Uh, Sabotage is, I think, if I'm correct, your all-time favorite band. Is that right? It's it's up there. Like, I mean, up I there, grew yeah. up with ACDC. My my uncle got me into ACDC. He made me a mixtape, and I was like in my early teens, and you know, moved into Metallica, and they're probably up there. But Guns and Roses, you know, all those bands. But Sabotage were one of those bands that I kind of got into. No one knew them in Australia. And yeah. Back in the, the mid-90s, I was kind of like, you know, doing all the whole bootleg trading. You know, you mm-hmm. literally find people all yeah. over all over the world. And there was a guy up in Brisbane that I, that I was trading bootlegs with. And he goes, have you heard of these bands? And I went, no. And he goes, I'll make you a mixtape. You know, in the days of the Ooh. actual mixtape, the TDK mixtape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one side <laughs> was Dream Theatre. And wow. the other side was Sabotage. of his favourite songs of, of those two bands. Wow. And honestly... Dream Theater didn't do it for me. It was well, Dave. You don't know what songs they were. They were his at, favorite at songs. The time, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've gone, I've gone from ACDC as bad as progressive as I got was Metallica, and I just. But I listened to Sabotage, and for me, it was kind of like my introduction to that style of of more in depth. Mm. Um, time signature changes and all that type of stuff, and I, it, it absolutely blew my mind. Wow. It had. Because this is about 96, so, like, Streets had been out for, like, five years. Yeah. And there was also, you know, there, there were other tracks, and the Handful of Rain album, Dead Winter Dead, had come out already. So there mm. was the odd spattering of songs in there. And I remember hearing the song um, Chance, which has got that whole multi-vocal thing going on. And yep. that, but then I was like, the last song on the tape was Believe, which is the song I actually ah. become this this holy grail for me Mm. and it's like it's one of those songs where it doesn't matter what you're feeling for me anyway it doesn't matter what Mm. you're feeling it covers every base you know if you're feeling down you're feeling up you're feeling positive it's a song that you listen you you read the lyrics and it just it's it's quite a dark song it's kind of like Mm. the whole that whole regretful redemption type thing but for me to use a snippet of that in my wedding vows was completely right. And, wow. you know, it's kind of like you, a lot of people put a lot of, a lot of emphasis on things like Bed of Roses by Bon, by bon Jovi. Yeah. And it's, yep. it's, it's a pretty dark, horrible song, but it can be mm. beautiful in the right moments. Yeah. Yep. And, and that, that for me, that was my introduction to Sabotage. And I literally went down to into Sydney because I used to live out the, the south, southwest of Sydney, went into Utopia Records, Spoke okay, to Paul yeah. there, the, the fellow that, that, that started Utopia Records. Yeah. And, you know, he was a big Sabotage fan. I bought Streets. I bought Hall of the Mountain King. And then it was, you know, just it was just one of those journeys that made everything click for me. And oh. they were just an amazing band. I don't, I don't love everything they've done. I'm not one of those sort of yeah. fanboys. Yeah. But there's so much of their catalogue that just resonates with me. It's, a cra- it's crazy. Yeah. Not making awesome. fight for the rock here. Yeah. <laughs> fight for the rock. <laughs> no, <laughs> which is interesting because I was, I was, uh, you know, knowing that they were going to break up after that album, 
John, the lead singer, was going to go off and audition for Black Sabbath, mm. and Chris was going to go and audition for Megadeth in in '86. And and like you know, in slot you know the whole sliding doors thing. You know, if that mm. hadn't happened, we wouldn't have had Hall of the Mountain King, Gutter Ballet, and Streets, and all these other oh, albums. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, what could John have done in Sabbath? Mm. <laughs> it could have been amazing. Yeah. Well, what could Chris have done in Megadeth? Like fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just an amazing. Well, I was an amazing musician yeah. all around. One of my favorites is one of my favorites. He's up there for me. He's up there with Rhodes. You know. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's how much I've I've, I've loved them, yeah. you know. But speaking of roads, I don't mean to comment. That looks like a '74 reissue custom Les, Les Paul. Is it? Um, sort of. It's a it's a Bernie Japanese. Okay. Make on the Randy Rhodes. That's why I bought yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, that's yeah. So hit Rhodes Beautiful. was a '74. Yeah, um, yeah. So th- this was a this is a '91 issue that was that was a Japanese made Bernie um, replica. So oh, just it's a beautiful out here. Sorry, guys. I had to say something because I thought I, I, that and I was drooling. Over that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was drooling. I was like, yeah. What's that? Am I in poison? Yeah, that's yeah, uh, poison. Open up and say, oh, yeah. 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 oh nice. Also, Power of the Night. Power of the Night signed by John wow. O'Leary. It's hard to see, but you can kind of get wow. the uh, oh, wow. yeah, you can see it there. Mm. Yeah, that's so, cool, man. Very cool. Here's the tough question for you. That's like you know, choose between your kids. What would be the the pride and joy of your collection between your gear and your records and your signed stuff? What would be the the prized one? Um, to be perfectly honest, see this little where's the uh, that that one right there? That one, yeah. that little single right there. Yep. Oh yeah. What is that? Virgin. This is the. Can I sit next to you, girl? Oh wow! Rocking in the parlor, Dave Evans. Wow! Um, single. It's actually you can see. I don't know if you can see. There's a, there's an I'll, A. I'll bring you up into solo layout, so it might yeah. be a bit easier. Yeah. Yep. See the, yep. the the you can see the A in the uh, in in the background of the the black. That means that, that basically it's it it shows that it was a promo version of it. Wow! This thing's worth. Last one that sold online was about. Oh, 1600 bucks. Oh, wow. I picked that up for a dollar 20 at a record shop in Campbelltown because they had no clue what it they was. They had no what they had. Yeah. <laughs> they had no that idea. This, this, would have, this would have been in the in the mid 90s. And I didn't even know what it was at the time. A dollar it was a dollar 20 and it's with the it, it, that to me was just is just like the holy grail of, of all the, the the things that i've got you know i've I got the aussie thing signed i've got mm. I, I saw metallica twice in 98 where i've got to, got to go backstage and get the, the meet and greet pass and that type of stuff wow. but nice for some reason this is just really special to me because it's kind of like yeah. the, the way i come across that record and and, and you know dave mm. evans is a complete an narcissistic mm-hmm. tool, but um, <laughs> yeah, well, we've had a run into that it's, one. It's, it's the history of this band that was, yeah, that exactly so iconic in my life. Mm. So, yeah. no, that's impressive. No, thanks for sharing because there's always that thing like we've, we've had Jeff on, like Jeff's first appearance on the show many years ago was showing his collection of, of Rush stuff. So, getting people to talk about what you know, yeah, they love the most in their collection is always a really cool. Thing to, to have out there, so no, really appreciate you taking a moment to, to share that with us. That's really, really cool. Um, let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's talk about 
straight to rock opera with you then. Um, what is it about this? Because I'm assuming if we're going to give you a choice between Sgt. Peppers or, 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 or rock opera, you're going to go with rock opera. Um, oh, is there a debate there for you? Like, I think I mentioned it online. Um, hmm. I, I, I completely understand the the impact that Peppers had, and hmm. and for me as well. Like, you know, that album is my mum's era. <laughs> So yeah. she was big into music, and I, I grew up with the 50s and 60s kind of rock and roll stuff. So, you know, the Beatles yeah. was a massive part of my growing up, and all those songs on those albums I listen to and absolutely love. So I've got such a fondness. I, honestly, I didn't know that even it was considered a concept album till mm. we kind of started talking about it through – you guys started talking about it through the, through the stream. But yeah. it's like I, I get why it's a concept it's like them pulling away from the mainstream and just creating this this fictitious kind yeah. of yeah. Um, persona type thing. Yep. So it's not really a concept as such. And even John Lennon's come out and said, you know, all the songs he wrote for the album had no intention of it being any kind of thing. It, but mm, it just no. kind of worked because of the visual and everything. Yeah. But the impact that Streets from my own growing up had yep. is just, you know, John's, John's vocals, it's just like... There's something about the way that he can do these high-pitched screams to these guttural growls to these beautiful, crisp, clean vocals. It's just yeah. it it stands the hair on my arms up, and and I Ooh. just have to I, I have to go with that. Even though I know that again, I think um, Conrad said it before. It's not going to be the album that's going to be referenced in another thirty years' time. Yet people will still yeah. talk about Peppers in thirty years' time, and and that's that's totally warranted. But for me. I would choose to listen to Streets 10 times, 20, 30 times over once for Peppers. Nice. No, good point. Yeah, good point. All right, well, well, let's do the rounds then. Let's 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 do this in real time and see Chris's reaction to our choices as we go through things. And Jeff, let's throw it to you. What, which way are you going to go on this one? Well, you know, it's... <laughs> I got my notes. All right, so I'm going to start with Streets. Okay, now. Yep. Let me just preface this by saying I love Sabotage. I've been a Sabotage fan for many, many years, uh, probably back into the mid-'80s. So uh, I've kind of grown up with them uh, as a teenager, and, you know, so I still love them. However, you're not going to like me, I'm afraid. Um, (laughs) So when it comes to concept albums, I'm reading now, without a doubt the most important thing is the lyrics and the story. Uh, in its telling. Uh, epic music accompanying mediocre lyrics, song, uh, song storytelling would fall flat. Now, that is not to say what is happening here. Uh, the lyrics in the story, however, are the weakest portion of the streets for me. Um, I find that the music is just absolutely superb. Um, and John Oliva's vocals, he, his vocals, he's singing here is in fine form. Uh, in fact, it may be some of the best singing that he's done on any of the albums. Um, and he doesn't hold back. And so we're treated to some of um, just absolutely amazing lyrics and singing. Um, now, Chris Oliva's guitar playing uh, is phenomenal, as always. And there's a reason why he is one of the most underrated guitar players of all time. Uh, mm. And one of my personal favorites. Um uh, and you only have to listen to him to know that he's done something special here, uh, and he was taken far too soon. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, that is where my installment ends. 
okay? <laughs> I found the entire listening album, uh, album listening experience in this, uh, I guess probably, uh, I, I don't know how many years it has been since I've listened to this album. I, and I said, I love Sabotage, but this is not one of my go-to albums. And I actually found it tedious. Uh, sorry, this is the 21-year-old Jeff listening to this uh, as I'm talking. Um, uh, but not from a musical point standpoint. P for me, it was purely lyrically based. Uh, and I, I found that almost um, some of the lyrics... Now, you guys are really going to fucking hate on me. I found them... Uh, juvenile to say the least um, really it, yeah i didn't find the story interesting at all um and there was nothing really that i was listening here outside of the music that would make me want to return to listen to it again oh um, man i'm gonna rip your i know i know you are it's i know you are and I, I i got no problem with that so i know i know you guys so look i remember listening to this when i was in my my early 20s from yeah. a friend's lp right now having been a fan of of the band previous to that you know um uh, I had, uh, you know, Sirens, and I had listened to a lot of stuff. I had listened to Hall of the Mountain King and, mm -hmm. you know, Gutter Ballet. Um, so I was really looking forward to listening to Streets. And then I remember listening to it, and I don't really remember much. I don't remember after listening to it that time at my buddy's place. I don't think I ever listened to it again. So it, wow. it didn't strike me as a chord. Um, and um, But it's not a bad album by any measure. That's not that's not what I'm saying here. It just didn't click with me. It didn't resonate. Now, obviously, it clicked uh, with you and it resonate. And that's fine. You know, we can't all love cheeseburgers. Some of us do. Some don't. Um, so, um, you know, we all love bacon. Though. We all agree on that. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, but... Bacon, the great unifier. That's right. That's right. Look, for me, when it comes to sabotage. I'll stick to the more familiar stuff that I actually love, like Hall of the Mountain King, Gutter Ballet. You know, When the Crowds Are Gone is one of my all-time favorite songs of anybody. That song is just fucking phenomenal. Um, you know, uh, the guitar solo in Gutter Ballet is one of my favorite guitar solos of anybody. That mm. guitar solo gives me shivers and goosebumps, but this is a different album, of course. So mm. that's the albums I'm going to stick with. Uh, I'm sorry if I pissed off a lot of people out there. I, I, it just didn't resonate with me. And I, I, I'm listening to it all these years later. I realize it still doesn't resonate with me. So, um, um, and that's that's just the way it is, you know, sometimes, you know. Now, um, as for the Beatles, I wrote out like pages of stuff. And then I scrapped that because I realized uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, um, now... Uh, when you look up the word epic in a dictionary, it's got a picture of this album beside it. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and so um, that's the reference point. Now, what could I say that hasn't been said a gazillion times? Absolutely fucking nothing. So um, it, it's just an amazing album. It's epic. Standout tracks, all of them. Um, this album is, um, is perfection. Now, if I had to pick one song, if I had to just pick one song off that, it yeah. would have to be A Day in the Life. That, to me, is just fucking no, amazing. Yeah. And uh, I don't have the, even the words to describe the, the epicness of that fucking song. Mm. But this album, yeah, it's a perfect album to me. I mean, this may not be the greatest album of all time. I'm not saying that. Um, 
but it is it's as close to perfection as you're going to get. So I don't know how even going forward, how am I going to not be able to not vote for that album going forward? Because all the other yeah, albums, you, the bands, set the bar. I have set the bar, but that, <clears throat> there's some other albums in there. I, I think everyone knows my Desert Island album, and it's not mm. this. So, um, mm. yeah, so I'm just going to leave it with that. Um, I do. I think this album, obviously, the Beatles wins for me. And um, I, it set the stage for just about every band to come after. And if it was the first concept album, um, I, I, it's, a, yeah. it's a loose concept album, conceptual, whatever you want to call it. I think yeah. I read something that they were trying to write an album um, based the base that that it was like wasn't them writing the music. It was like yeah, it was they were stepping like outside ego. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's pretty cool in itself. But yeah, I'm sorry, Sabotage fans. I love them. Just not today. So, all right. Well, just for everyone's references, I did put them earlier on in the stream, and there's also in the description box. But I did just link in again reference tracks for everyone to check out. So I put Sabotage, Jesus Says, and Beatles A Day in Life, which is kind of fitting with Jeff talking about that. I just put them in the comments before. But Dave, are you going to make it? We've got Conrad and Jeff going with the Beatles. You're going to make it three, considering I know how much Julie's going to kill you if you don't. Uh, well, we'll see. You know, yeah. we're, we're the second, second week into the concept albums, and have you noticed how personal it's become already? These mm. albums resonate a lot more than an average album yeah. with people because they're life stories. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be interesting to see Sergeant Pepper up against Tommy. It would be fucking fantastic to hear Streets up against the Crimson Idol because those yeah. stories are very, very similar. They would be good. You know, they would be good battles. You're hearing Chris's stories, you know, having lyrics written into your wedding vows. I had Trivium lyrics yeah. written into mine. It was, mm. uh, it was fucking great, and I had to have that as part of me. Um, I have to say, as fate would work out i had to listen to an album this week that has a song called she's leaving home the week my daughter is away on grade six camp and i haven't uh, seen it jesus christ but yeah. as mentioned my daughter my wife is a massive beatles fan this is an original sergeant mm, pepper wow. yeah no, wow. no this is this is a record this isn't the fucking hipster vinyl shit that's released. <laughs> this is a record. Is that actually oh, original from way back in the from '67? Yeah. Because that... one, one of her friends' moms gave her. Wow. Well, Do not it, put it, your it address on stream. You'll get fucking yeah. broken so into I, and I'm robbed. <laughs> Do not mention not that. Over and break Holy it. fuck! Yeah. I'm not telling anyone where you live, Dave. That's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, My wife has an awesome record collection. It's part of the reason I married her. Nice choice. Oh, oh. <laughs> that could be taken any number of ways. <laughs> I, I wanted to marry her before I knew what her record collection was. Mm. Fuck. That was just a anyway. bonus. Yeah. A bonus. yeah. Right. Now, down to the review and the comparison. But mm. 1967, 1991, yeah. yeah. world changed drastically. You know, different eras, different genres, different approaches to making music. Yeah. One is a concept album, one's a rock opera. The difference being that rock operas actually have a complete narrative with a start, mm. middle, dramatic build, and an end. A concept yeah. album doesn't necessarily have to have a resolution. Mm. It's just a bunch of stuff that happens within that concept. There's yeah. kind of a difference. And it's weird yeah. that they're all just being classed as a concept album. No, but we wouldn't be talking about either without the Beatles and without Sgt. Pepper. Because yeah. as much as Pete Townsend would love to say that he invented the rock opera, no. the Beatles invented the concept album, which mm. kind of started the whole ball rolling. And yeah. I think the fucking 
Yeah. Uh, well, this album changed the trajectory for the Beatles, yeah. which in turn yeah, changed exactly. the history. Yeah. Yeah. Sergeant yeah. Pepper marked the beginning of breaking out of the three-minute confines of the yeah. pop song. Yeah. Boring bullshit. And Pete Townsend would expand on that a couple of years later. Now, not just confines in songwriting, but the studio and the producer became yeah. part of the band were experimenting mm-hmm. with what could be done. And the, um, the Beatles' idea of using this other band Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. It allowed them to break out of the expectation of the fucking, you know, the, the fringes, the suits, and the bullshit yeah. that they combined into. That's they right. got to be it's up. Like people. A, it's like they Stephen King writing as Richard Bachman. It, it, it sheds exactly. The, they got to be other yeah. people, but they got to experiment, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and that opened up doors to bring like literature into music. Right, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, it was innovative, but at times this album, the Sergeant Pepper, can seem very pretentious. You know, you take enough acid. And any bizarre bullshit can be considered art. You could spend fucking weeks trying to find a deeper meaning or any meaning into some of these songs. Or you can simply turn your fucking mind off and just enjoy them for what they are. And that's part of what makes the Beatles brilliant. You can enjoy them as pop songs or you can try and describe a deeper meaning. And that's personal for anybody who listens to it for the past 55 fucking years. They work on many different levels. You want deep and artistic, symbolic, social commentary with abstract undertones? Okay. You want a catchy pop song? Cool. Yeah. Now, Sabotage with Streets. I have not heard this album until a couple of days ago. This is dramatic, emotive portrayal of success and loss, rise and fall, and I fucking love the Crimson Idol, and as soon as I started getting into the story, I'm just like, holy shit. Given a few more weeks and a few more months, I could really get into this album and it would be elevated to that because I can really, I, I've never been through shit like what's portrayed in this, but I could really, I, you know, I could emotively uh, empathize with stories. Yeah. yeah, you can. And that's what great drama does. I'm a massive movie nerd. I like stories. I like reading. This yeah. is really well done. This is the rock opera compared to a concept album. Mm. So this is where it gets really fucking hard. What do you Especially want? Especially you here? being such a fan of bands like Avantasia as well. Which, <laughs> yeah, I, I like the whole over-the-top stuff. Yeah. I like things from... Th- th- there's so many great albums in this whole um, concept album battle. Mm. And the performances on the Sabotage album are fucking amazing. They're not stuck into any confines of what rock or metal or sub-genres within that have to be. There's elements of both of those genres. And there's also piano. So yeah. it dates back to early, like, Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust, which didn't make mm. the list, unfortunately. But no, that's true. whenever the emotive need for the story, they use that musically to convey that, which is is amazing. Considering 1991, you got the Black Album, you got Usual Illusion, you got yeah. um, well, Slaves of the Grinds a year away. It's very heavy. It's very metal. And they mm. do that, but they also have a tender moment. And mm. not just, like, don't cry or nothing. At the end is one hell of a way to close the album. I mean, my God. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I don't know why this was never on my radar for the last 30 years because I'm, mm. I'm, I fucking love this album. This is great. And from what I can understand, this is a massive undertaking for the band at the time and it paid off. They pulled it off remarkably well. It was going to be a double album originally. Yeah. I would have loved to have been, But yeah, I've been researching, but there's been like the master tapes are lost. So it's never going to happen. Yeah. And they've been re recorded for future projects. But it would have been fascinating to hit, see like the director's cut, so to speak. Mm. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm going to. This album deserves a lot more attention than mine. The characters are interesting. The story is fantastic. The riffs are great. The solos are amazing. It's gritty. And within that grit, there's moments of beauty. 
There's mm. fast rockers, there's ballads. Um, it's really a tough choice because depending on my mood, I can listen to either of these albums and be perfectly happy yeah. listening to uh, a concept album or a rock opera. And it's really hard, but you know, I'm going to go. It's, it's a shit reason, but I'm going with the Beatles just simply for cultural significance. It's mm. just something that everything else was based on. But I am so glad Sabotage made the list because I would never have heard this album before. I think a lot more people need to be aware of this band and aware of this album because uh-huh. they pulled off remarkably well. Mm. So, yeah, I've got to go with the Beatles. I think Sergeant Pepper has just songs that you can just like the first couple of seconds, like that's that song, that's that song. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's instantly identifiable. That's right. Wow. There we go. Well, it's a fait accompli now. It's a matter of if it's a clean sweep or not, basically, at this point in time. But for me, um, Sergeant Pepper's is just one hell of an album. Uh, it's so important to musical history. Just, you know, like Tommy last week, both of those albums, you know, where, where Sergeant Pepper's began, Tommy sort of picked up the journey and, and carried it on. So those two sort of, you you don't have, like, you have Sergeant Pepper's, but you don't have, Tommy without Sarge Peppers, you don't have a lot of these albums without both those albums beforehand. So this one, you know, when I when I rated Tommy as being culturally important, this one takes on even more so because this is really the beginning of it all, even though it's not strictly the most driven or concept-based album. Um, it's cultural impact. Like, as everyone said, we're talking about it how many years later on. Like, it was released in the late 60s. It's still, you know, iconic today. Um I don't know where concept albums or that sort of idea would be if not for the Beatles taking that chance at the time. They wanted to get off the road. They wanted to stop doing the singles and all that kind of crap. So this changed everything. Like This is a real pivotal moment in music history. And it's it's also an album that just purely for production value, especially for the era, it's a must listen. If you've never listened to Sergeant Pepper's from cover to cover, you really should. Like it's one of the, I think it's a required listening, educational Yeah. Listen. Um, yeah, like 100 albums listen to before you die. Yeah, this is yeah, that good. Yeah. It's yeah. so important. Um, it, it's certainly vintage. It's time stamped in the best way, though. Like it takes you back to it to a different, more simpler time, so to speak. There are some wild twists and turns on that album. There, there, there's happy music that that hides some really sinister and dark stuff, which there's actually a bit of a, a penchant for the Beatles to do that here and there throughout their career. They, they do some twisted stuff under some very catchy tunes, which is like, okay, yeah. what the fuck is going on? You know, there, there's, you know, a guy talking about how he basically beat his woman and kept her away from all of her friends and stuff while, you know, it's, it's I'm getting better all the time, which ended up being a fucking commercial. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a wild contrast. It's It's bizarre. Um, the use of Indian music in it is interesting as well. You yeah. know, the, the, the tones that it, it's just a little thing that's just smattered all throughout it, but it's well done. And it's an eclectic listen, but for all of that, it fits surprisingly well. Big hooks in it. You know, these songs certainly stay with you. I mentioned before that you've been used in TV commercials, but you also had, um, uh, what would you do if I sang out of tune being a theme for the wonder years for how long as well? Like this is all yeah. so much cultural impact as you go through. It still keeps resonating even today. The band, when you listen to it, the band are tripping their time away in their own little fucking quite pleasant world, and and you know, it makes for a really engaging, disarming, and charming listen. You know, for for me, like it's they, but they're literally just tripping the day away. Um, there's nice stories in each song, really complete, impressively detailed little stories too. Again, 
critically important. You can't overlook or underappreciate this album. It's an all-time great. Now, that said, Sgt. Pepper's is a collection of short stories. Streets is a complete novel, which is where the concept album comes into play for me. It's dark. It's gritty. It lives up to that title. It's funny how Conrad mentioned how it had that New York grit and feel to it. You uh-huh. feel that. The second you put this thing on, you got the opening, opening track, These Streets, and then you get the spoken dialogue, which, forgive me, but reminds me of Bobcat Goldthwait a little bit. But, um... <laughs> That's a... They but, should um... have got Bobcat to do that bit. They oh, should have. Um, up there at that time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it would have yeah, been perfect. Yeah, yeah. But that, that joke being <laughs> thrown in there, the actual delivery was brilliant that spoken bit set up the tone for that whole record yeah. so well and it, it set the concept like that that little monologue set the whole thing up from beginning to end and it did it and that's like the smallest part of this album and it did it so well um they set this up between the these like the, the streets tracked open it and then that little spoken bit was just fucking great um after that, 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 was, got... that was John Oliva. That was John Oliva r- doing it, who grew up in Florida. So to put that New York accent on yeah, was I know. pretty damn good. It was a convincing yeah. accent. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing is that you, you hear it, you feel it. And that's the thing is it doesn't feel like a, Flor- a Floridian doing it. It, mm. it feels like the gritty New York. It has everything. Like the, the, I think it's also a case of, you know, talking about wanting to, watching the characters and becoming the character and all that kind of stuff too. Like there's these, these little subtle things that are, are so well done. Um, after that part, though, you get all this attacking music, great bite throughout the album. There's great storytelling. I'm going to disagree with you, Jeff. I think the storytelling is fucking fantastic. Um, there's great emotive weight delivered in this one too. Like from uh, from the highs and the lows, it's one of those ones where you get the conviction of the performance, and I think it's conveyed wonderfully well. Um, great solos my goodness it's worth listening to yeah. the solos alone like fuck me dead it's it's crazy the guitar work in that album it's got great delivery across the board but there's actually really nice character development um there's actually people you root for which i you don't often get that like this is like dave made the comparison to the crimson idol and i do completely agree yeah. with that reference because it's a different version of johnny it's just it's the <laughs> whole thing where it's just sort of like okay cool like and and that crimson idol is one of my all-time favorite albums this one yeah. it makes it instantly relatable because you've got someone else who's going through the hard times and then gets the highs and it's just this wild roller coaster but the character development even though it's in a concept and their songs are short and all sort of stuff but you get um i forget the name but the guy that knifes the other guy like those characters are actually fleshed out. yeah sammy and tech like that that is actually a like that pivotal moment of the story and you're waiting for revenge the whole time through afterward all, all this kind of like the, there's emotive weight storytelling and character development all done in this album um I think the lyric work is fantastic. Little references like a frightened slab of bacon is just one example. Like that's such a clever little lyric. Bacon. This conversation. Bacon for the win. Bacon. But but that that like a frightened slab of bacon is like wow. What a what a cool little <laughs> lyric. And there's other ones afterward too. Not just that one. There's lots of little moments. You like you know. There's a lot because you have to truncate things because you're writing a song, not a novel. You have to find ways to make your point in a shorter manner, and they've done that really fucking well um it's something special about this one it's a solid mix it's a little bit time stamped from the from the 90s but it's still punchy today holds up well and the theater aspect of that like the whole thing that about it being a rock opera 
is actually played out. Well, listen to it. It makes sense. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end, like Dave said. You can't say the same thing about the Beatles, uh, Sgt. Peppers. You no, can't. No, yeah. There isn't a cohesive story. And so this, to me, is a very similar battle to last week with, you know, Imaginarium versus Tommy. It's an incredibly important album versus a real story in an album. It's legacy versus execution. And so while I love both these albums to bits, it's which actually makes this a hard choice. It's not like it's a like I was listening to them back and forth, back and forth, and then I sat down with the headphones last time, put them on back to back, and just sort of dove into them both. And it's like it's actually really hard because the Beatles songs are just iconic. And yes, everyone knows them and everyone loves them. They have their important place. But the the Streets album is full of just great storytelling, and I, and I loved it from beginning to end. It didn't drag for me at all. So. In this context, like last week, I'm going to choose execution over legacy. I am going to go with streets on this one. So it's not just a clean sweep. So there's one for you, um, cool. Chris. It's not just a clean sweep, but I am going to go with streets. I know it's a fate complete. It's done and all that sort of stuff. But I am glad that I took the time to really dive into this album properly because, yeah, I think it's one of those ones where if, if you'd have put this up against the Crimson Idol, fuck, that'd be a hard battle. Like Dave's idea of that versus Crimson Idol and Tommy versus Peppers, those are like, whoa, fuck, what do we do? Um, but, yeah, for it's me, a, I, Any of these 10 albums are fucking fantastic. Oh, well, yeah, there's no bad albums. And yeah. it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I hope that um, people watching this who haven't listened to this album, give it a chance and, and yeah, give it some time yeah. because it's worth. They're both great, so they yes. listen to them both. You know exactly. Okay, none none of these are terrible. None of these are terrible yeah. albums. These are these are the top ten voted by the audience. They're popular for good reason. Yeah. They are very good albums. It's just a case of yes, okay, fine. This time around, um, sabotage. Unfortunately, get knocked Three out. Could make a great movie. Actually, it could be a Oh, you movie. could make a movie. Yeah, absolutely. I thought they did do something. There was, but... yeah, there was something. But look, even though it didn't resonate with me, it's still a great album. I just didn't mm. resonate with me, and it, I, that's you know, right. like, I've read books that I just thought were just yeah. okay. You know, I still read them, and enjoyed them, but I didn't love them. But yeah, no, it is what it is. So that's, but that's what the point of this is. It's just to go through and have some fun. It's, it's ultimately what are we playing for? It's just a bit of fun. Like at the end of the day, yeah, it's just yeah. fun. Absolutely. Having a drink, talking shit. That's all it is. It's just a bunch Absolutely. of you know, bunch of morons having an opinion online like everyone else does. Like that's all it is at the end of the day. That's all of us. Yeah. Hello, do you watch us? But but um but that but this is the fun part of it all. So yeah, for me, I'm glad it wasn't a clean sweep. I don't think we ever really do get a clean sweep. That's the cool part no, of doing never have. Which is awesome. But what was get it? ready three for next versus, week. Sorry? Three versus uh three versus two. Was that what the final score was? Yeah. It's yeah, three to two. Two. So very yeah, I, I don't count. I'm just, I'm just a ring in. Yeah, but if it's that case, then it's three yeah. to one. So take three your to pick. One. You know, like it doesn't matter. Look, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad and... that that streets didn't get completely smashed. I mean, look, it deserves oh, to be Please. here. Yeah, yeah. and it, you know, and so it does deserve. Like I, I, I feel bad because I, 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 it sounds like I totally shit canned it. No, you didn't, didn't. You didn't. No, you know, I, I, I think it's just it just doesn't resonate with me as a story, and that to me is where a concept album has to shine through. Yeah, and yeah, even though the Beatles isn't a concept album per se, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and if I yeah. was to vote, if, which is the best concept album? Well, I think I'd go with Streets because it yeah. does tell a story. Yeah. Uh, 
But for me, I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. You know, yeah, no, that. it was one of those things where yeah, I, I I took it on the merit of you know what's a concert, what makes a concert album, and to me it was the storytelling, the drama, and all this sort of stuff that that Streets yep. provided provided over what the Beatles did. And that's not to dismiss anything about either no, of these albums, no. but. It's just you know you, each each person comes at this from their own point of view, and it'll be different next week as well. Like it's it's all fun and games. It's all silly. Now speaking of next week, now just for the record, this oh, was yeah. The- tune in next week to see my heartbreak. Yeah, Dave's going to struggle. This this is this week was number seven, the seventh seed versus the tenth seed. Next week we have the one seed versus the ninth seed. You want to watch Whoa. Dave's heartbreak? Next week it's Queensryche Operation Mind Crime. Coming up, the one that beat out last time around. This is Nightwish Imaginarium up against Queensryche. So um, Dave's going to struggle. And that's actually possibly a harder battle than you might think. When I'm going to fight a good fight, goddammit. <laughs> that, that, look, I'm... Yeah. That's, that's I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to that, actually. I'm not looking forward to having to make a decision. because no, that's fucking crazy. because no, something has to go, and that's the yeah. shitty part. They're both fucking amazing. Even this round. They're both amazing. Something had to go. Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just one of those things. Every round is kind of sad. It is. It is like that, unfortunately. There's but that's more painful ones coming up, too. Yeah. yeah. If there was nothing at stake, it wouldn't mean as much, if that makes sense. Like, there's yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm dreading at some point Duncan Pepper's going to go up against uh, Scenes from a Memory or Imaginarium because Nightwish yeah. and Dreamfairy are my bands and the Beatles is my wife's band. Yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> Am I going to be sleeping on the couch coming yeah, up? Yeah. <laughs> Dave's, Dave's in a different chair. Uh, what were you going to say before, Chris? And so what, what you guys are doing here, like, I mean, for me, is Mind Crime was something I grew up with and Nightwish I've just in the last several weeks – have become a lot more familiar with, oh, especially yeah? that Imaginarium mm-hmm. album. Yeah. Uh, other people are the opposite. You know, some people hear something, they hear the other oh, things, God. and you're you're actually making people listen to these different albums that they may not have heard before. And mm. you know, I, I, I'm yeah. one of the ones that suggested Streets as part of the whole concept when you guys were asking for the for the concept albums. Yeah, and I'm thinking this has never got a chance, but I'm just glad that. Other people got yeah. a chance to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I got to listen. That, that to me is that's, that's my job done. It didn't get through, yeah. but you know, it, it's like the the fact that you guys listen to it and absolutely, and, and you know, just that that's my my job done. Well, thank you. I'm I'm glad yeah. you you did put it up because I got yeah, to listen to it again. Now, like I said, I've listened to it in years and years and years. It didn't resonate with me, but musically, if if you just turned off the vocals, and I love John Liver's. Yeah, you know his vocals, his sounds mm. sounds amazing. I just didn't like the content, and I'm sorry. That's just yeah. I'm what I found what I found unique about this one was how you got different vocal performances to represent different characters. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's hard to do. That's exactly. That has that vocal delivery where you know he, he's mm. got so many different sounds and timbers to his voice. Yeah. What was interesting was that I, I only learned recently that I thought that the that like and we talk about Chris Oliva, you know rest in peace, brilliant guitarist. But yeah. another person who's recently passed on in, in the scheme of things is Paul O'Neill. Mm. Now, Paul O'Neill is a guy that actually I didn't realise until recently he had written the entire street story yeah. back uh-huh. in 1979. Oh, wow. And yeah. it was Chris O'Leary who found it in a drawer with music yeah. written. And mm. it was originally going to be the Gutter Ballet album and the title was mm. going to be called Gutter Ballet. Mm. 
and they work and when when the crowds are gone which is one of the most incredible songs ever written oh isn't it was going to be yeah. on the album they they you know they they didn't feel they were ready to do a concept album but mm. the actual story that Paul wrote in 79 which is closer to Sgt Pepper's yeah was actually going to be the 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 album called Gutter Ballet then they did they they weren't ready for it at the time but that's it's pretty impressive you know thinking about mm. that that it was just a, a a story and a set of songs that paul had sitting in a drawer mm. that he'd kind of discarded over the years and, and <laughs> both of those two guys who are no longer with us mm. have left us with this album that i think is one of yeah. the most amazing albums ever so you know which is a legacy in itself yeah yeah which is fantastic no well done i'm, I'm glad you put this forward and i'm glad that it got to have enough sort of popularity out there as well that it got to the top 10. I mean, that says something for the album itself. Out of all the albums people could choose from, they still made it to the top 10. So that's no mean feat at all. It's done very, very well. Um, And, yeah, I'm I'm glad. I've never heard it before, so I'm glad glad this is educational for us, but also for people watching or listening to the show as well. Like, that's that's the whole point. It's just meant to be a bit of fun. We talk about stuff that gets us all fired up and hopefully gets other people sort of, you know, to invest their passion in music because I think it's one of the best things ever in the world and, and the you know the history of the human race is music. So I yes, love this universal, shit. universal language. Yeah. yeah, that's it. It's more important than mathematics to me, but hey, that's just me. Um let's say let's go through some comments here. Um <laughs> when you jumped in, when you jumped in, Chris, a guy has gone, Oh my god, it's Hetfield. So I don't know how often you get that, but you get that one. Too. I get that a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> Can we call you Papa Het? Is that what we're going to do? I don't so. know why. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. What do we got here? So that's all it takes is one fucking bad day. Well, when it comes to the, to the animals, I imagine. So um, Vinny says, imagine an album, Songs to Purge Your Pigs To. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. I've never uh, purged a pig, but I'm curious. Yeah, well, it would be interesting. <laughs> wow. Who knows what the fuck happened there? I don't know which would be worse, pig or a goat when it comes to purging them. Um, but anyway. Um, Goats are harder. Yes. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um, Allegedly. Nicole says you yeah. can call it Bok, 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 Dave. Um, that's funny as fuck. <laughs> Hey, get Frank and Bock in on this act too. Um, ah, yeah. There we go. Uh, going, box, pig in a box. Pig in a box for Basher. Vinny uh, says two chooks in a cage match. Ha- cage match. Hank, Hank Hogan and Ravishing Rap Rude. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck Hogan. Oh, Nicole's gone winner, winner, chicken dinner. How we didn't think of that before, I don't know. But yeah, winner, winner, chicken dinner is, is on there for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Michael's gone. Any hard rock show vegans? If there are, they probably passed out. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> um, oh, Rowan's gone. Speaking of chicken songs, Metallica has a song called "Bad Seed." There we go. Oh, yes. oh there we go. Um, that's going uh, on Metallica Monopoly. Yeah, yes. that, that's good. Actually, that really should. Um, Nicole says Sirens is one of my all-time favorite sabotage. Mm, yeah. oh, great album. Up. So there we go. Yeah, best great album. sabotage for Nicole. Stephen, good to see you. Thanks for jumping in. Do you ever do any Japanese bands? Try Memophila. They are great. Okay, I'll have to look them up. We, I've been getting a few requests over 
the years for a little more focus on that regard. So we do have plans to dive more deeply into that genre of music or that world, yeah, part of the world. Japan, um, Malice Mizar, yeah, uh, Lunacy. There's a lot of great bands out there. Yeah. Mm. So there's heaps in that regard. So we haven't done it as yet. We have done little TV bits and pieces here and there over the years, but we do want to do an actual deep dive into that sort of subculture of, of rock and metal. So, yes, definitely on the cards. And thank you for sharing that band with us. I have to check it out for sure. Uh, Lee's jumped in to say, rest in peace, Chris Oliver. Uh, uh, Streets remains on high rotation since purchased as a pimply faced Teenage from Metal from Melbourne on release in 91. Nicely done. So, yes. I still Rowan. remember I was on a high school excursion. We were at Flinders Street Station waiting for ages. So a bunch of us just fucked off up to Banana Alley. Went yeah. to Melbourne for about half an hour. Mm-hmm. That was a good day. It's a good place. They had some great stores back in the day. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, they get the same things anymore. Not the same experience. Not the same world. Time moves on. No. Um Rowan says, as someone who listens to more concept albums than anything else, but who doesn't listen to the lyrics, I respectively disagree with Jeff's assertion about the importance of story and lyrics. No, I think to rub salt in the wound, he spelt your name with both ways there. He did that on purpose because he knows how my name is spelled. Yeah. <laughs> That's so I, I get it. I get it. Uh, <laughs> twist. Not paying yeah. attention to lyrics no, there. No. That's, that's the no point. Good, um Michael says one all Dave looks primed. So there we go. Um, when you when we have the score going on there, uh, Darren said juvenile lyrics. Have you listened to the Beatles? There's a lot of nonsensical stuff, and I'm a fan of theirs. So there we go with that one as well. I love it's juvenile though. I mean, it, it's it's. I mean, they were fucking spun out on fucking all the kinds of drugs, so they were coming up with some weird <laughs> shit. This is not. Something, I love. Yeah, you know, little kids were writing. I don't know, but I love Bill Hicks's rendition of the Beatles. Like, he's talking about how music wouldn't exist without drugs, and he's going, like, they were trying to get Ringo from the fucking ceiling with the broom. Like, that's how high he was. <laughs> like, yeah. this shit. It's like, yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, Edge Crush, good to see you as well. They've gone, love both, but the Beatles is the better release for me. So we are getting a bit of back and forth in this one. And Rowan's gone, television commercial. Okay, that's how I recognize that song. Getting better all the time was used in so many commercials over the years. Yeah. Um. But we are getting some love the other way around. So, um, Sabotage for Nicole. And same for Darren. So, we're getting some love for Sabotage here. Stephen again saying, Nimophila do a version of Separate Ways. Of course, it's great. Okay. I have to wow. check that out. That is That's cool. True. There's, a, good, there's a lot of versions like, kicking around, but that would be a good one to check out. Um, yeah. What do we got here? Michael says, mm, did we get past this one? We're now mentioning Sir George Martin, producer, his pioneer, pioneering techniques in production on side of I did briefly reference how important it is in production history. Um, but, yes, I do yeah. completely agree. What George Martin did in terms of musical history is second. Can, I, can I change yeah. my producer from Bob Rock to George Martin now just – in a bad roundabout way he influenced it all i guess oh uh, here we go what were you gonna say chris sorry i didn't catch that did, did george in, did actually george produce anything in the big four i don't think i remember reading those yeah i don't remember seeing george <laughs> on the big four the, the, the fat four maybe not the big four <laughs> Well played. Well played. Well played. I'll, I'll give you that one, mate. That was well done. Good hey, catch. I, I tell you what, though. If, if you, you guys obviously checked out the, the Letter B the movies, Peter Jackson movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And you see the cutting edge in 70. Think about yeah. three years earlier how limited technology they had to make mm. peppers. Like to make that album, 
it, with that technology, with four tracks and bouncing everything down, yeah, like, that's just yeah. phenomenal. And the that's cutting of tape and the playing it backwards yeah. and everything yeah. that went yeah. into it. The, and it, and that's just on top of the composition to make this happen as well. Like the even the last thirty seconds of this thing, we got the two spoken bits playing back against each other in different timing. It's like what the fuck, yeah, you know for. You know, yeah, a lot of respects. Like you know, everyone talks about the White Album, but th- there's nothing like this yeah. album for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. eclipses yeah. that in a lot of respects. You know, like we're talking about the year and a half of the life of Metallica when they were recording the Black Album. They recorded yeah. fucking hours and hours of making this album, and the Beatles mm. White Album. Now, why don't more bands do this shit? I know, well, especially familiar. these days where you have the digital tools. Like it's, it's yeah. I know, it's, it's just um, yeah, it's nonsensical. I'm not the same process, you know. Yeah. This is riveting. Very nice to watching those Beatles episodes. It was fantastic mm, to see that. Oh, was, yeah. yeah, I mean, I could I could argue that it, hearing sing. that was horrible. Yeah. yeah, but it's more enjoyable, I think, to watch how an album's made sometimes yeah. than to keep listening to it. You know, I love listening to an album, but I can watch something that how it's made. Yeah, you know, that's this is this is thing for me when it comes to production or, or creating or writing or music. That that's the part of the world where people want to know what's in the sausage. You know what I mean? The other parts of the world people don't want to know what's in the sausage. This is mm-hmm. one of the parts of the world where you do, and I think it's actually yeah. more engaging and, and more activating for your fan base. Correct. To do Correct. Um, yeah. that, that, that's um, a question I, I've asked people all, uh, many years. It's like, you know, what's your fly on the wall moment? What is it? Yeah. If, if you could just be the fly on the wall at one day in time, whether it's a my parents having sex with, before they had me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Jeff? <laughs> so my parents having sex when they were having me. I, that would be a fly. <laughs> I'd love to watch that. Hey, that's, that's me. Really, really fucked up. <laughs> that was a tangent. I did not expect that conversation. Yeah, Man, no, I didn't think we were going there either. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but it would be a pretty cool moment. You got to admit, that would be kind of no. See us up being made. Come on. No. How about see us up being no, born? No, no, no. How see close of a zoom born. do you want on this, oh. Jeff? Well, seriously, well, I like, just from a distance. All right, all right. I'll see myself being born. That would be cool. Yeah, oh. Jeff wants to watch himself being born in 4K Ultra HD. Yeah, like, why not? Why not? You know, hey, how many people say they've done that? You don't want to know if my mum was a screamer or a squealer. Can we talk about Conrad's mother now while we're out of the conversation? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Conrad. Um, oh, okay, no. Oh, boy. Oh, no, sorry. No. I know we did, we took a left turn, but you said yeah, flying yeah. the wall. That's a pretty cool I Yeah, that's my fault. That's a good idea. <laughs> Somebody's just, like fly the wall. <laughs> flat. <laughs> just yeah, get the bugger salt out and go bang. Like, yeah. Just imagine yeah, yeah. asking his mum. So, mum, are you a screamer? <laughs> this is putting the destroy she said song squirter into a whole new context. Oh, like just. Oh. Really- <laughs> like, Did she have plastic on the, uh, on the lounge? Oh. Harry. Wow. Oh. Um, welcome Sorry, to the guys. Hard Rock Show where you never know Just, the fight. We, we went wild last week. We went wild again this week. Oh, man. Um, oh, it's just the first thing that popped in my mind. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. I'm a bad influence. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, equating that conversation to the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man is a bit of a stretch. All right. It's the first thing that popped in my head. I thought it was the first thing. I never possibly heard us. The Stave Puff covers everyone's <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now well, I get the uh, reference. I don't know. Oh. I, I'm sorry. But what would your fly in the wall moments be to answer your question? Oh, fuck, that's hard. Um, fuck. 
it's really hard on without notice because you got to think yeah. about it. Was um, oh, I just verbalized diarrhea out of my mouth. I didn't think about it at all. Yes. Then after I, said, I, had I, like, oh, with you. I probably um, shouldn't have said that out loud. Yeah. <laughs> now it's in the public record. Um, you know what? Think, the, what? The scream in Number of the Beast. Yeah. Because I know the story behind it. How yeah, the yeah. producer just made Dickinson do it over and over and over. Yeah, when he yeah. finally fucking nails it. That would have been cool to be in the studio yeah. when he was so that was frustrated. legitimate. He was frustrated. Yeah. That's why it's so good. Yeah. And apparently threw a chair across the room, but just to fucking nail it, that would have been cool. To yeah. see him do that last scream, that 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 aggro, it's done yeah. on finished scream. But to tight. actually witness that, that would be amazing. Yeah. 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 I think, um, wow. There's so many. Like, that's the thing. Like, for me, <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, because I don't want to go the obvious one tonight and go, okay, well, you know, for me, thinking back on the year and a half, for example, the moment Hetfield broke that amp, that'd be the yeah. part I'd see in that, mm-hmm. like, the, when the sad but true riff was getting done and, and Hetfield blew up the amp, that'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah. But there's other ones too, like, there's bits and pieces in different bands' histories where, like, for example, even being a fly on the wall where, talking about the year and a half but you know hetfield wrote um uh nothing else matters the opening riff on the phone to someone else but also yeah. you know the eagles yeah. i forget who but they, they wrote um hotel california the opening stanza of that just on the front porch one day just came to them like those are the moments that i want that that serendipitous moment where it's not necessarily in the studio just being there to watch that the the facial expression when they hit that oh fuck that eureka yeah. moment yeah yeah any of those sorts of things would be when i would really want to be the fly on the wall not not just the group thing but just that that eureka moment where someone realizes they've got something special it's just when you know how big a song is but how personal the beginning of it was that to me is that that's the moment i would love to see the most if you get that's that's very much like i've got like you know this whole randy Rhodes thing you know the, the whole aussie thing where he talks about how randy was just tuning up in the studio and he just played his riff that became Suicide Solution. Yeah. And, I mean, to, to be there for when Ozzy goes, what was that? And do it again. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. Have you seen this story? Any guys have seen the, there's a, there's a show. I don't know if I can mention another TV, another YouTube show. Go for can it. I yeah. All right. So it's called um, 80s Metal Recycle Bin, right? And yeah. it's on YouTube, and uh, it's really good. They interview all a lot of the guys, but there's an interview on there, a two-part interview with Dana Strum, okay, where he talks about taking Ozzy to go see uh, Randy. Of course, and Ozzy didn't want to go see Randy because he mm. was calling him, all right, I'll go see your Jesus and all stuff. But he puts on the voice of Ozzy when he's talking and does this. It's fucking amazing. I've showed that video to so many wow. people. Because it's the it's the story from the guy who was there that did it, you know. Yep. So without Dana Strum from, if you guys don't know, that's the guy from Slaughter. Yeah. <clears throat> without him, uh, there would be no Randy Rhodes. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So I, look, I, if you haven't seen it, '80s Metal Recycle Bin, Dana yeah. Strum, watch it, people, because okay. it's fucking amazing. Cool. Just, just as a, the there would have been. When Ozzy was living in the hotel after he was done with Sabbath and just Sharon spending that time with him, just that last, whatever the hell she said that convinced him to get off his ass and start a solo career. 
Yeah. That would have been a cool moment in time to see. That what would have been was. a fight in the wall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah another cool thing. motivated again. Yeah, just, just thinking on this, changing gears, or thinking on this too, like that moment where someone's auditioning and the chemistry clicks. So, for example, yeah. imagine being in the room when Dio was auditioning for Sabbath. Sabbath, the yeah. Time they rehearsed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When they really came into audition for Kiss, because we all know that story, that would have been that just gelled. <laughs> or or yeah. that that moment when um, Aerosmith all get out of rehab before they start mm. permanent vacation. Yeah, just that moment that they start playing together again. It's just so many, isn't it? There's so many. Yeah, cool that, that's moments. the thing. Like you could go on and on with this. That's an interesting yeah. conversation, Chrissy. You brought up yeah. there. You can go on and on. Like there's just so many. So what, what made me think what made me think of it was watching the uh the letter B documentary when you know the, the big promos were when Paul's just sitting there with his bass, just knowing yes. he's got the pressure to come up with another song. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden you just watch get back unfold in front yeah. of your eyes. And you yeah, go, George yeah, I remember that. That's that was the moment that that mm. song yeah. twenty seconds earlier it didn't exist. Yeah, yeah, it's that's amazing. They captured that too. That was fucking oh, great. Yeah. Unbelievable. And this is why this is this is exactly why bands should capture as much as they can because how many years after that band has folded, is this footage finally seen the light of day, yeah. and we're all getting to experience this moment together? How many and it was years later on? Event. As soon as yeah. it was yeah. about, there's going to be the least the fucking world stops. Just like the yeah. Beatles, unknown scene footage. Everyone needs to see it, yeah. and they did. This that was the music equivalent of um the the Michael Jordan thing that was on Netflix during everyone's lockdown. Like that was, yeah. you know, that was the music equivalent of that. So if you're in a sport, you had the Michael Jordan on. If you're in music, you had the Beatles get back. So it's yeah. just as important to just. Another cool fly on the wall moment when they were recording Appetite for Destruction and Axel was nailing Stephen Adler's girlfriend. I before. knew you were going to fucking bring up <laughs> into this somehow. You know, yeah, well, you know, the rest of the band's like, no, nah, Steve, Steven, trust me. You don't want to go in there. Why not? Just trust me. Go do some heroin or something. It's all cool. Axel will be out. And he, and he did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I remember reading an article many years ago, like when Guns N' Roses, like, I, I, I don't even know if they were, they were just released Appetite or whatever. And it was, this article was, it was, you know, talking about all the people that helped them make the album. And they said in this thing was that, like everybody fucking hated their fucking guts, but they helped them make mm. the album. People couldn't stand them. They were just assholes. They were, you know, yeah. like yeah. I, I'm not gonna, you know, that's just the way they were. Uh, but the, the what came out of that was Appetite for Destruction, which is one of the greatest albums of all time. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. that tension can sometimes, like Dave and I went through the Aerosmith discography recently, and that tension between um, Tyler and Perry is is pivotal to that yeah. band as well. So that that tension is is sometimes incredibly incredibly important. I'm going to go through more comments um, so we can start putting a bow on this episode tonight. Um, yeah. But back to the production credits there with George Martin, I guess Michael followed up with, I guess that's why it's up there, often considered as one of the best albums of all time, which is absolutely true. Lee, you're welcome. He's gone. Thanks, Andrew, for giving Sabotage some love. You're more than yeah. welcome. <laughs> Definitely have to do that. Uh, Rowan says, how is Imaginarium coming up again already? Because what happens is when we do these uh, rounds, the bottom seeds basically have to fight their way through. And um, so numbers, the first two rounds have to sort of, come into the swing of things. I have looked at it, but the problem is if I try and bump it out by like a week, it means they sort of come up again really quick again later on as well. So there's no way to really win it in the way we've got the format going on. It's just it comes up quickly. But the week after, that will be completely new. Don't worry about that. Um, Paul uh, Darren says Paul O'Neill pushed for this. Uh, what do we got here? 
Basher, Basher says the Beatles for me. Um, I can't see all the comment, unfortunately. The Beatles for me. I believe Paul McCartney had a lot to do with making of this album. He was the only Beatle prior to this album not using drugs. However, he was not getting creative and decided to use LSD. And wow, a classic album was born and going strong to this day. Favorite track of then life. It was decided to leave out Strawberry Fields and Penny Lane. They were released as singles prior to the album. Uh, I love I love Strawberry Fields, Penny Lane, Lane, uh, and if. Including the album would have enhanced even more. Unfortunately, I can't get the rest of the comment from Facebook, but yeah, that's uh, I do love where you're going with that sentiment there as well. Um, Sally has gone. What a compliment! I'm not sure which one that was referenced to, but there was compliments there. It's like two minutes ago. Was it my fly in the wall moment? Maybe. No, <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe. Probably not. Vinny's gone. Houston, the bacon has landed. So there we go. Um, Michael says, Metal for Melbourne, still just as angry to knock down the original shop for the feds were built. Yeah, that's unfortunately how we work yeah. in this country. Uh, Lee says, I was playing Bill Hicks with my boys prior to the show. Musicians on Drugs segment is hu- superb. There is a tattoo on my wrist, which is related to Bill Hicks. So there's, um, there's it's a pivotal one for me. His way of looking at the world, I, I love. So yeah, love Bill Hicks. Uh, Darren says, now I understand Jeff, you sick freak. Yeah, there we go. Give us some love. Followed by Sally going, that's weird. Pretty Come on, Dad, give it to her. Right? Give it to her, Dad. That's the yeah. way it's done. Yeah. Um, that's this it. is... Yeah. Yeah, this is like the the different version of Stewie going, Mum, Mum, Mummy, Mama. The like, way I can say, I can literally go, the best part of me ran down the crack of my mum's ass. I could really oh say God. that. I could actually see it. You know? Yeah, but, uh, you're getting really specific, just so you know. Yeah, you know. I only live once. <laughs> wow. Um, Darren says, well said, Michael, love that store. So back up to the little from Melbourne. Vinny says, I'm literally traumatized by Jeff's reflection. Everyone's mother has suddenly become a hot topic. <laughs> Sigmund Freud would have so much to say. Oh, man. Oh, no, okay. this, is, this is literally our fucking fourth wall into Bill and Ted because they went back and got Sigmund Freud. Can you imagine Sigmund Freud watching this shit right now and analysing us for spending... He'd be in rehab. He'd be in fucking rehab. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we fucked him up more than he was fucked up. Um, uh, What have we got here? Bash, let's look forward to Dave's reviews next week. Last week's was so amazing, passionate and heartfelt. Right up until he fell off the chair. Um, no, I got a big battle against me next week, so I'm gonna fucking fight the good fight. You do? Holy fuck, man! <laughs> My favorite album, How, and, and, and what it's up against, uh, unbelievable. They're yeah. both great. Mm-hmm. Back to fly on the wall. Darren says watching Randy Rhodes create magic on Diary. That would be yes. well. Um, Rowan says it was yeah. fun to see all the Dream Theater drama auditions process. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was that awesome. Was so yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, this is why you do these things. Basher says fly on the wall. Moment. Page plant. Bonham and Jones' first meeting song uh-huh. together. Ooh, wow. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh-huh. Um, so, so, no, it was Chris looking like Het. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> 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 um, uh, Vinny says, we're rewriting the rules of lovemaking right now. Well, we're re- rewriting <laughs> fucking everything on the fly as we go. Why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, I know. Darren says he would be in a straight jacket referring to us talking about what we would do to Freud right now. And Vinny says, let's see the highlights. I'm not sure any of us want to. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Michael's oh, gone, Jeff. You'll need to dress as Frankenfurter playing your bells next week if you want to upstage Dave again. There we go. <laughs> All right. It's set. I'm doing it. All right. Oh, fucking battles on. 
Oh man, this is gonna be wild. I'm breaking the bells. You're fucked. You're fucked now, Dave. You're done. <laughs> you know, I can't compete with bells, man. Oh, all all oh. I to see my dad root my mouth. Oh, Jesus Well, yeah. look, it's just one of those things. I just was... picture you ringing your bell, like, give it to her, Dad. Dad. <laughs> Wait. Oh, no, 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 The the camera melody will listen. Wheeling around the other side now and takes on a real new meaning. This <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and then and then I find out that my dad wasn't actually involved. Hey, that'd be oh, that'd be yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. mailman. Who's that fucking mailman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> I was wondering why you're like, eight look like my own man. Yeah. He's got the super eight on the on the shoulder. <laughs> oh wow. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Um, what have we got here? Basha uh, says Floyd would write a book on this program. The right way going, a series. Um, Vinny says, I imagine my very short dad mounting mum would be like a scene from Blazing Saddles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I don't know if we can top that one. Um, I'll Darren tell you a story says, about that sometime. What? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Another time, another bad channel. Yeah. Oh, wow. If I had a be more like Spaceballs. What the hell oh. am I looking at? When did this happen in the movie? <laughs> That's everyone watching us right now. What the fuck are we looking at? Um, I have no idea what's going on right now. Darren says, Bells and stockings, Dave, you're fucked. Um, <laughs> I can't compete with that shit. Damn, you can't. No, you're done. I'm coming in the stockings and bells. Yeah. For which <laughs> Lee's trying to say, put Jeff in the bin next week, save us from his depravity. <laughs> there we go. That's <laughs> well done, I'm Lee. Like, yeah. Um, Nicole says, just when you think things can't get any lower, well, fuck, we'll always find a way to scrap the barrel. Don't worry about that. Um, that's one of our rare oh. skills. And Vinny's gone, I can't breathe in this thing. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I've long, I've long been an ankle. Anyway, we can do that. Do you know what an ankle is? Go on, explain That's, to everyone. Uh, an ankle is three feet lower than a cunt. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. All right. Any sorry. We're, we're going lower. That's, That's we're going lower. We the whole yeah. down, down prices are down. Well, it's just, no, no, everything's down right. here for us. Well, um, I do remember that. You know that word. I don't like to use it, but there was that album. Remember that band that had that name in the? What were they called? Anal Cunt. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not the first time this word's ever been used. We've no. used it before. No. Yeah. That's right. Oh so, wow. No. Anyway, <laughs> Sally's gone. Oh my god, Jeff. What have you started? Who knows? I, um, I don't know where it's going to end either. But we're going to wrap up pretty soon. I think we should we get, have to. get out of here. We're going to have to get. We have. Get we time. have to. Um, we're going to just. In, completely incriminate all of us in one fell swoop soon. All right, let's do a bin. Um, I'll give you a minute to think, Chris, because I didn't put this on you at all, but if you got something for the bin, have a minute to think. Um, Jeff, you did it before, but do it again just for posterity because it's important. Okay, well, so the guys that, you know, that, that pulled that fucking shifty shit, at, you know, for the tote and everything, those guys uh, come out of this, yeah, uh, that's just the shittiest thing. So, yeah, fuck you, cuts. Get in that bin. 
Yep, agree. Well done. Alrighty, Dave, what have you got? I had a bin, but I'm going to save it next week. And Jeff's going in the fucking bin for wanting to watch his dad with his mum. That's just fucked up shit. Come on, man. You only live once. (laughs) (laughs) That's your rationale? You only live once? Look, I'm a fucking fly. I only got a 72-hour fucking lifespan. I got to do something to enjoy myself. <laughs> oh, wow. What's that, Louis the Fly? Oh, he's, he's I'm a Louis the Fly. Louis I'm the fly. Louis the Fly. Yeah. 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 So there you go. That's my Louis the Fly moment. Okay, what we need now is for someone to actually get the bug assault, that, that little salt gun that they've got now for flies and just end this whole conversation. Like, that's what needs to happen right now. <laughs> um, anyway, um, Chris, have you got anything for the bin? Honestly, I... I'm thinking that uh, Jeff's dad's eight uh, was a super eight uh, recorder that he filmed that whole scene that he actually yeah. learned who his father was. That whole thing should be thrown in the bin because it's something <laughs> you should never know. No, this is ever, ever, hey, ever. this is what Ancestry.com's for. I've just found a way around that. So, <laughs> oh, well. why should I pay oh. those cuts forty bucks a month to find out my ancestry? What the heck? For, for, for someone who doesn't like that word, you know, the ancestry. I know. I know. I'm being a bit of a. All right. Uh, all right. I'll be well, nice. I'll be nice from now. On. All right. Well, my bin this week is. There's there's a, a serious one and a fun one. The serious one has to be the United States of America. Um, between, I mean, what where do you start? Um, between Trump and his favourable news coverage, even though he's been you know found guilty of sexual assault, um, yeah. and then their gun laws and everything else, the United States is just a dumpster fire. It can just you know go in there and stay in there and never get out, as far as I'm concerned. Um, the badass, the bell elements, yeah. You're gonna yeah, need a bigger bin. Yeah. Oh, sorry, was that Chris? You're going to need a bigger bin. You're going to need a much bigger bin. Like, there are good parts, but it's just like it's so overwhelmingly overshadowed by the bad parts right now. It's, it's just yeah. woeful. That's, um, sad, that's the sad that's, part. That is the sad thing because there are plenty of good people. It's not about the individuals. It's just, it's just a fucking mess. Um, and But my, my more lighthearted one is this whole Facebook stars thing. Like, whenever I try and look at comments on our videos because it defaults to fucking stars, I have to go actually into things and – Type a, try to type a comment just to read the comments. It's a fucking shit show. It's Facebook stars. Fuck off in the bin with you, you piece of shit. Well, fuck off. I don't have any time, effort, or inclination to add another step to things that already take me a shitload of time to do. Just fuck off with it. Um, We're stars. Send us money, that's great. Cool. Send us money. We've got a PayPal link in the description, or we've got Patreon, all this sort of stuff as well. But I don't need fucking stars that are going to pay me like 1.01 cent per star or something ridiculous like that. Just fucking insane. Um, I don't even know what this fucking Facebook stars is. Uh, I'll fill you in sometime. It's it's just right. silly. It's, it's it's the equivalent of a super chat, I guess. Oh, okay. It's, it's okay. Facebook's version of a super chat, but it's not quite the same. But it's it's a loose, similar concept. So there you go. Gotcha. All right, that's cool. Um, I I just didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Darren's gone, Jeff, in the bin, you dirty bastard. Um, <laughs> yeah. I Nicole, here we go, Nicole. I just got sent to the garage because I'm laughing so much. Sorry, sorry. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Lee's gone, need an animated terrorist with Dr. Marvin Munro hosting a shop. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that is any great. animators out there? That no, is what so I should do awesome. is grab that scene and stick all of our fucking faces over the faces of the characters. <laughs> just Co- co-hosted with Doctor Hibbert. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, definitely. 
Definitely. Um, Darren's gone, hope it's warm in there, Nicole. Um, Sally's gone, what was the tote thing, a stooge? What did I miss? Uh, basically, long, long, long story short, the tote thing is looks like it's going ahead, but the owners, the current owners of the tote put up a post just after the target was reached by the last chance fund, and they basically almost upped the price after the fact kind of thing, long story short. It's, just a, it's a really fucking just messy situation that has just taken the wind out of the sails of everyone, even though it was a celebration at the time. <clears throat> um, Vinny says, remember that 80s movie Inner Space where a scientist shrinks to enter another person to complete a mission? I'm picturing Jeff in his wee time machine hitching a ride in amongst the sperm <laughs> wave jet yeah. stream. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Yeah. Here I come. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, Set, sets yeah. a, a whole lasso thing up and he just follows the spell oh. all the way into the egg. Oh, wow. No, Jeff's in there laying bets on which one it is. Like, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Come on, hey, number like, eight. Like, number eight. eight. Yeah. <laughs> I got money out of you, bitch. Yeah. Um. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Um, Darren, Nicole's going through it. Darren feels, still feels like 20 degrees. It is nice and warm up there at the moment. Uh, Darren says, awesome show, guys. Have a great one. Thank you very much. And Darren's also going, what is Facebook? Yeah, it is a bit like that these days. Facebook's been a yeah. mess. So they're all a bit of a mess. But And we're a mess tonight. Speaking of which, we should get the fuck out of here. Um, it's been an absolute, absolute blast. Thank you, Chris, for jumping in. And uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. because oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. awesome. <laughs> Um, and thanks to everyone for tuning in make sure you like follow subscribe and give us your thoughts to do that details are in the description box for all this stuff check out the reference tracks there as well all that details there's reference tracks go and check out everything and uh, feel free to give us your thoughts now whether you're watching live with us thank you for your time or if you're tuning in later on either watching or listening at your own pace then thank you for your time as well it's been an absolute blast as always we do this for the fun of it hopefully everyone else gets a kick out of this fucking madness that we do as well I don't know the fuck we're doing from week to week but um it's a blast for us. Hopefully people enjoy it as well. But yeah, uh, please make sure you like, follow, subscribe. Keep up to date with everything we're doing. We've got TV broadcasts on at 10.30 p.m. on Thursday nights on Channel 44 in Adelaide and 10.30 p.m. Saturday nights on Channel 31 in Melbourne. Uh, you can watch both of those via the CTV Plus app and via CTV Plus at Auckland.au, wherever you are in the world as well. Um, <clears throat> check out our fantastic sponsors. Still a big thank you to Squidding, Scrimping, Occult, and Rockstar Finance. Their details are just like ours in the description box. Um, so give them some love as well. If you want to help us directly, check out our Patreon page more information on that and there's just everything so just you know what to do everyone's the same make sure you hit that like button though because it is liking and commenting are the best things to do to help us get you know into other people's feeds so they can you know spread the word around without having to do too much work on your end of things as well but yeah hopefully everyone's had a great time we've had a blast here tonight obviously um what do we got here so uh, michael says inner space good one Vinny. so there we go Conrad's jumped in saying Ripple was off the scale. Brilliance. I encourage you to all go and see him tomorrow evening down at the Bendy. Nice one there. Nice. Thanks for sharing, Conrad. I'm out with a family uh, function tomorrow, but, yeah, that would be a good gig to go to. Vinny says, can't wait to derail next week's stream again. Um, <laughs> <Me too. laughs> um, Vinny says, thanks again for the laughs. Rowan's given us all the horns. Jeff's gone. Did Jeff play? Oh, sorry. Lee's gone. Did Jeff play the gimp in Pulp Fiction? Wake up the gimp, but the gimp's sleeping. Um, Nicole says, thanks for another fun night. <laughs> and like, I wasn't leave your DNA earth. on the like yeah. button. Nicole, that's a Steel Panther song, I'm sure. Waiting to be written. <laughs> leave your DNA on the like button. That's a nice one. I'm going to pay that one. Um, and Andrew's gone. Great show again, boys. See you next week. Cheers. You're more than welcome. We're going to get out of here. we got a lot. Um, done tonight, or maybe not a lot, but we just spent a lot of time talking about nothing. Um, but that's, that's the fun of it all. 
What's that that's Shakespeare? Open. Much ado about nothing. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. That's, now we've gone from previous conversations not to Shakespeare. I don't think that's ever been. Never. The, <laughs> I don't know where the show is amazing. There's a whole Bill and Ted's thing in there about what was it talking about uh, Socrates? You know, Socrates. Yeah, yeah. The the true art of knowing that you know nothing. Yes, that's us. <laughs> we know nothing, and we know we know nothing. Um, yes. yeah. <laughs> now you're going for it in your own room. <laughs> I'm sorry, I mentioned oh, it. Dave, 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 Dave pulled one out at the end, and that's all <laughs> in itself pulling one out at the end. Um, oh man, what the fuck are we doing? Most um, non-triumphant. <laughs> <laughs> Rufus, get us out of here. Um, sorry. We can totally sit down your top. <laughs> All I'm thinking of right now is when Napoleon goes down the fucking bowling alley going, shit, 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 shit. shit. That's about us right now. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so water slide. <laughs> so, um, that's. Oh, all right, we're going to get out of here. Uh, what do we got here? So, Vinny goes and began with Conrad's mum. And Nicole, and the wine's kicked in. And it's all gone to shit. So, we're going to get out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll see you all again, same time, place next week with another fucking manic live stream. Hopefully, you'll join us for another round of insanity. Until next time, though, let's see how this one goes. I'm Andrew. I'm Louis the Fly. <laughs> 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 I'm Dave. I'm DT Jesus. There oh, we go. There we go. We'll see you all again very, very soon. Until then, though, you know what to do, people. As always, drink up. Oh, fuck. I'm out of juice. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Rock on. Rock and on. if your parents' doors are closed, stay the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I suppose that is a good life lesson. Yes, that, that is a very good life lesson, especially in tonight's conversation. We're out. See you next time. Hey guys. <laughs>